you're making a joke, but I actually am an author. Welcome to Unrelenting, episode number 23 for April 15th, 2022. I am Darren O'Neill, coming to you live on this beautiful Easter weekend from a bunker deep in the heart of middle America, just outside of Chirac, where Gene is going to sound so good today because I got some new headphones on. Yeah, well, as long as you're not touching the the mic arm, we'll be good. Don't touch the mic. Don't. It's never good. It's not touching. Good podcast etiquette. Do not touch the microphone. Even you got that little tiny microphone there or the microphone stand, mm-hmm. which is why people like to use the boom mics, the shotgun mics or lav. Although the labs get really yeah. annoying if people move their clothing at all or if they have clothing that has friction. Yeah. So really, you yeah. want to be nude if you're using a lav mic. That's ideal. And you want to use some surgical tape so it'll be easier to peel off. Yes. Right. And you, it can't be like scotch tape because that might make oh, noise no. or packing tape that would be, you know, that wouldn't feel good coming off. Well, not. Yeah. Unless you shave your chest or something. Yes. And no, I don't. And mm-hmm. I, I have hair. So every time I go for like an EKG or something like that, the nurses are like, ooh, sorry about that. You gotta shave, yeah. I know it's such a pain in the ass because it, like, when it starts growing in, it's itchy, right? So you don't want to mm-hmm. shave it. And no, it's one of those things. God, if you no. do it, then you want to do it all the time. But then you look like a twelve-year-old boy, and then Jeffrey Epstein's calling you up. I don't know. The thing is, they really don't need to shave that area for an EKG. That's just bullshit. They can just tape it right over the hair, and they do what? Yeah, and they should. <laughs> then it's when it pulls it off. Although it's gotten slightly better. They've improved the glue to not be as tacky. Yes. The glue used to be like goop. Yeah. So it literally stuck like crazy to anything. Now they're using stuff that's easier to peel off because they realize it's only on there for five minutes. If that, and it used to be more like rubber cement, but now it's more like just that <laughs> you know, the stuff they sell that you can reuse and it sticks yeah. the, you know, yeah, the yeah, strips, yeah. the 3M, whatever they are. The 3ME strippy thing. Yeah, but I've got. I a, think it's actually. Yeah, it uses the same mechanism as the feet of a gecko. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Bar- borrowing from nature. Mm-hmm. Just like Velcro. Velcro. Borrowing yeah. from nature. Yeah, Velcro is actually the. the that's how uh, feathers on wings stick together. You find a concept that works and you go with it. You just steal it. Or you wait till the aliens come down and tell you to steal it. Yeah. Well, these headphones I'm wearing now kind of look like aliens invented oh, them. Oh, you get alien wear headphones? They're, uh, they're not alien wear. They're blue headphones. Oh, blue. Yeah, the, the shitty microphone company. Yes. Yes, I agree. Which mm-hmm. is when it comes they do to. Have, they do have one really nice $3,000 mic, but most of their mics suck. These are some planar magnetic headphones. When they released mm. them, they were selling for 700 bucks. Yeah. And they were on sale now for 280 bucks. Oh, there's bargain for 280 bucks. They actually sound really good. I'm sure they do. I've tested out a lot of headphones and these sound really Mm -hmm. good. And they've got a, the nice thing is, although it's not like I will ever use this with a phone or something like that, but there's a built in Bluetooth. It's no, it's a a built in amplifier. 
into the headphones. So when you're dealing with sources, you know, for headphones like this, plugging them into an uh, a phone, normally you'd be like, you could get no volume because you can't drive mm. these kind of headphones. But so there's a built-in amp and there's a built-in amp. I don't understand this concept of plugging into a phone. What is that? I don't know what that is. Hey, I still prefer it. I hate Bluetooth. But you know, no, I'm, I'm just, there, there are no holes to plug into on iPhone. The, right, that's true. But that's yeah. why you have to get the adapter, which goes from your lightning port, which still mm-hmm. exists, to a headphone jack. They're working on getting rid of that, probably. Yeah, they all want all magnetic charging all the there time. There should be no buttons either. No buttons. There's really there should be no it camera just, or microphone either on just any be a of these. Stick. Just, just a little, yeah. And it's it just vibrates. With, but just yeah, it just vibrates. That's it. Exactly. I just figured out for the first time you can change the vibration pattern for individual callers on an iPhone. Really? Yeah. Because that's kind of neat, actually. If you can tell just from what the little vibey thing is in your pocket, who's calling? That makes sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's always been ways to give separate ringtones to yeah. certain people and all that. But this is not who yeah, really like is I, using I, a phone. Some people I have to set on the no noise ringtone. Everybody, you mean like the people that like to message you early Call in the me morning? in the middle of podcasts. Right. I don't know if you listen to my other podcast at all, but for the oh, last two episodes, podcast? I do. Can you believe that? No. Yeah, it's crazy. I know. You might have one too, don't you? Of one or two. One or two. Yeah. Yeah. But no, Sir Gene Speaks is uh, the other podcast, uh, which I'm... Well, I have been doing for the last handful of episodes with uh, a dude named Ben named Ben named Ben. Yeah. Yeah. I like Mm -hmm. that guy. He's good. He's good. He he brings a different type of knowledge feel. Yeah. And he's smart insight. I like that. He's a good guy. He is. Um, So we talk, you know, about a variety of topics from guns to we actually didn't talk about Ukraine the whole damn podcast last show. It's hard to continue talking about Ukraine. Well, what what else more is there to say? Well, that's it. You yeah. either believe it's is very much turning out like COVID mm-hmm. and yeah. the 2020 uh, election. Two weeks. Two weeks. All you get, though, is people have immediately their minds made up and there's nothing you can say that's no. going to swing anybody. Not at all. The no. more that big media corporations and these big tech companies get involved the more i worry about it the more i feel that my original thought on this was there's way more going on here than yeah we're being told and they talked about this on no agenda yesterday but i got the email because i guess mm-hmm. i've had a google adsense account at some point mm-hmm so I got the email. Anybody that uses Google AdSense did. But it was dear publisher due to the war in Ukraine. We will pause monetization of content that mm-hmm. exploits, dismisses or condones the war. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you mean? Condoning the war. Can you not condone Ukraine fighting back? I mean, if you're on the side that the people that are sending this out are, you know, that's it's they're all they're saying is fuck Russia. That's right. all the message was implied. <laughs> That was, yes, that uh, was exactly what was yeah. applied here. So I I posted a couple of images on the social from a spelling checker app 
uh, called Grammarly. Yes, I saw this that I've been using for years. I used it on my on both of my books uh, for grammar. And so if you find any errors, that's why I've used but, it. And it's a, I mean, even their free yeah, service was product. decent. It's a good product. Uh, and they I noticed it started misspelling Kiev recently into Kiev, which is not what it's called. It's called Kiev. And uh so I was like, that's bizarre. Why would they change the diction? Oh, that's right. They they're pro Ukrainian now. They changed the icon for the app into yellow and blue. And then I started looking at the settings and I found a trove of things, including a support Ukraine setting. Now, thankfully, it is a flip switch that can be disabled. So I can turn off support for Ukraine, uh, which presumably will stop trying to change my Russian words into Ukrainian. How does uh, a grammar app support Ukraine? Oh, why not? You know, I mean, How? I just, mean what is what is that switch just actually decided do? it's the right thing to do? Everybody's doing uh, what's the phrase? Uh, Virtue signaling. That's the one. That's the phrase I keep forgetting because I don't do it. And everybody else apparently does now. Like at everything that they are going through and checking your spelling and grammar and all that. Do they just mm-hmm. add things that are pro Ukraine to your text? That well, just- they just add the word bad. Anytime you type in the word Russia. <laughs> oh, that um, would be great. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be awesome. The evil empire. And then I started looking through other settings. And I realized there's about 20 settings in there. Things like uh, pro-LGBT language, non-use of derogatory terms towards people that are less abled. All kinds of crap in there. This company is super woke. And I, did, I didn't even realize that. So I'm going to have to like not pay for it anymore. Yeah, when you go woke. Disney seeing what's going on when you push the wokeness a little too far. I mean, there's one thing to be against, as I think all rational people are Nazis. Well, I don't want the, you know, gay people to be beaten up or singled out and not Mm -hmm. be treated fairly. It's like, I don't want black people. Right. It It doesn't matter which little subgroup you want to talk about. Mm -hmm. But when you start pushing it, to such an extent as i talked about i think on the last episode noticing that the target the company their website mm-hmm. the first thing you can choose now is black owned or black inspired products oh amazon's the exact same thing amazon like asks you would you like to buy from a black owned business and said it's like isn't this an easy way for the racist to know which businesses not to buy from and again wouldn't it be a great world if you could just buy the best product for you i don't care who's well, making whatever is it that- is Amazon is not a black owned business. No. So maybe I shouldn't buy from Amazon. They're like, well, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. (laughs) And then there were some people upset that Amazon is now charging. And they're saying they could have just gone and raised fees overall, which Uh makes sense. But they're adding a 5% surcharge. Yes, they are party sellers. And I'm like, that seems Mm -hmm. like way less than you could be charging as a surcharge right now. Because I don't think so. I think they'd lose too much business if they want. I mean, a lot of companies operate at less than 15% margin. But what a lot of these companies... 5% is going to be a big hit to that. That's like your Amazon just took away a third of your profit. The problem is, where else are these people going to sell their products? And that's the intriguing part of this. Because yeah. it's only for third-party sellers. And I was amazed the amount of third-party sellers. When it comes to buying from Amazon, it's getting no, it's way months. more common now. Yo, it, the, the vast majority is of products are only sold by third parties yeah 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 because ever since they rolled out their program that allows third-party sellers 
who ship directly using Prime. Yes. Ever since that rolled out, that there's been uh, a, a bigger adoption of consumers of using third party. Because it used to be, anytime you were on Amazon buying something, at least that's true in my case, I would check to see, is it sold by Amazon or somebody else? And if it's sold by Amazon, I would always buy, even if it's a couple bucks more, buy it directly from Amazon because I knew their customer service would be better. You know, there's other benefits. Um, and it was always prime. If it's sold by Amazon, it was not prime most often. And you had a much better chance else. not to get a knockoff. Right. Which mm-hmm. is a big thing that they don't really want to talk. Even Amazon doesn't really want to talk about that one. Yeah. I mean, Apple products, notorious. All the chargers, all the cables, all of it is labeled as Apple and it's all knockoffs. Which is why you have to know where you're getting the products and I've from. Literally, I mean, this is the <laughs> it's kind of sad, actually. But uh, a few years back, I just made a decision in the back of my head for the future and said, as much as I know I'm overpaying, I will only buy uh, phone cables and computer cables for my Apple products directly from Apple because the knockoff cables break. The Apple cables last a minimum of three years. After three years, all bets are off, but they do last for three years. The knockoffs, you're lucky to get a year sometimes. Well, and you know that they're all just getting them from the same Chinese manufacturer. Mm -hmm. And I realized also when doing Amazon reviews that a lot of these companies would appear to be sending out, especially to the people when they were doing the, uh, you know, getting you the free product and Amazon was facilitating it at that point. Right. But they would be sending out the first run of cables Mm -hmm. or whatever it was. were great. That's always how it works in my experience with Chinese products. Sorry to interrupt you, but it's, it is absolutely the case. Their first run of every product that I've ever been involved in is great. Their, their philosophy is we lose money on the front end. We make it up on the back end. So as you order the second, third, fourth, fifth shipment from the same factory with the same specs and the same everything, they're constantly trying to come up with ways to save money on that shipment. Right. And once you start getting reviews for the product, well, of course, you send out all the good products first. Mm -hmm. You build up some good reviews and then you can cut back a little. Yeah. Cut some corners. But there was uh, in this article here on Breitbart, which I think came from uh, The Verge, 2 million third-party sellers on Amazon. Mm-hmm. 2 million. Yep. Anybody can sell on Amazon. All yeah. you have to do is have enough product and have enough money, and you understand if the product doesn't sell, you kind of get screwed. Mm-hmm. Because you're sending it to Amazon, and if that doesn't sell, then eh, you're losing some money. Well, they're going to start charging you if it doesn't sell. To warehouse the stuff, right? Yeah, to warehouse. Yep. But it's like, I don't mind Amazon giving a surcharge right now because they're basically delivering these products for the third parties, and that's part of the deal. Well, they're not. Uh, That's the thing is uh, with the current shipping program, the third party itself is actually responsible for shipping the product. Well, see, for this, they were saying uh, two eighty nine percent are using fulfillment by Amazon, which there's. OK. All right. Well, fair enough. So it's a I guess that's a much smaller percentage than I assumed we're doing self-shipping. 
the guys that I work with are, but I guess not everybody is. And when it's the self-shipping, I guess the main difference is it's not prime. So people like it is me, prime. No, no, that's what I was saying is now Amazon has a certified prime program for shipping the product yourself. Oh, interesting. So you can do yeah, yeah. even you can still do prime shipping, even if it's Correct. coming directly from the third party, not from yep. Amazon. That you have to meet certain requirements uh, in terms of like accounts set up with, you know, whatever shipper. And there's actually or at least there was when they started doing this. I don't know if they're still doing this. There was actually an Amazon person that came out to inspect your warehouse space. Well, as well, they should get your space looked at. And um, yeah, because they don't want to sign somebody up and let them ship. A, and then it turns out they're re- operating out of an apartment. And to answer C Brooklyn in the troll room, if you're not in the troll room and we do these things live or you can now go over to YouTube until they they ban us. Yeah, you could go to YouTube. We'll even see your comments live. So, you know, this stream is public. It is running right now. And if somebody goes to the what 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 is the YouTube address of the unrelenting podcast? They don't give you a real address. I think you just have to search for unrelenting unrelenting. Yeah. And it's yellow and red. It's a beautiful logo with the snake. A cute snake. Yes. I mean, everything Gene does has a snake that is involved. But no, I'm not a Amazon influencer. But back when Amazon allowed companies to give you free products in order to do reviews. Yeah. I got a lot of free products. I mean, up to mm-hmm. electric guitars, up to some headphones from Klipsch that were like five, six hundred, seven hundred bucks. Damn. headphones, And uh the, the reality was it was a much better system than it is now. Amazon ranks the reviewers and there's millions of people, of course, however many people have ever done a review, I'm guessing, or have an account on Amazon. That's how your reviewer ranking can be. And I got up to the top 300, which was pretty hard to do. That's crazy. Yeah, I did. I've probably done about 500 reviews on Amazon and I never got invited into the program. This was not a program. This was not something that was Amazon based. They do have an they have a program that does that. It's called Amazon. um, I can't remember, but that Mm -hmm. that is where they would be the ones facilitating this. Mm -hmm. What people were doing because you have a profile on Amazon and you can put contact information on your profile once you got up to I think it was within the top 10,000 mm-hmm. I started getting emails and at first it was like crappy little products that you really mm. didn't care about you know maybe a loofah you know something like that and as you did more and more reviews it got to the point at one point that was probably getting a couple of Amazon packages a day. Wow. Yeah. I mean, whole, I get that, but I'm paying for it. Right. See, and that it's not as good of a system if you have to pay for it yourself. Mm-hmm. It is way better. Well, for, I, I will tell you, I am contemplating. I'm not 100% doing this, but I'm contemplating selling a product or a few on Amazon right now. Oh, is it? A, what do you, uh, what space survival is gear? Oh, see, now that's not a bad idea. Sir Gene's survival gear. Would somebody buy that? I wonder. It all depends. What kind of gear are we talking about? Like well, a- I think one of the first gear products is going to be a solar poncho. A solar poncho. Mm-hmm. So a poncho with solar panels attached to it. <laughs> no, no, it's a it's a reflective mylar poncho. Oh, well, that makes sense. Yeah. One of the items that I was actually surprised worked 
because this mm-hmm. is going back again a few years. So it probably was like six or seven years ago. So it was probably one of the earlier solar panel cell phone chargers. Mm. And while it wasn't as fast, obviously, as plugging directly into the wall, and this was mm-hmm. back before we had these super high capacity things. I mean, yeah. this was back when the charging used to take all night, even for, you know, your Apple device. But it worked well enough. I was surprised just hanging this mm-hmm. thing in a sunny window. It worked. And I was like, holy Good. crap. Charge that, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a bad idea, especially, uh, you know, when you guys in Austin saw that no power for three or four days, it'd be nice. Uh, yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of sunshine either. But yeah, true. True. But if you yeah, got no power and sunshine, hey. Well, um, the, I'll tell you, not having power does wonders for uh, Home Depot selling out on uh, generators. Well, there's a good reason for all that. People are getting scared. Yeah. Give them a nice poncho. Will, will it yeah, have your face on it? Poncho, what else do you need? Right. Will it have a Sir Jean face right on the poncho? Oh, that might cost me an extra three cents. I don't know if it's <laughs> worth it. And it might turn off the the females out there. or Maybe it'll turn them on. I don't know. Turn them on. Every yeah. female loves a big, long beard. That would be extra poncho goodness. That's right. But I can so see why we'll, Amazon's we'll see. charging we'll more. See, I, you know, I almost almost bought a um, a surplus store back about five years ago. So instead of just buying some surplus gear, you were going to just buy the whole store. Yeah, yeah. It's I. We got pretty close. I got a, a about one hundred and fifty thousand uh, dollars put together for it, but needed another couple hundred thousand. But when you're selling anything, you can see why. People put up with what Amazon puts out there. I mean, the more I sell stuff on eBay, the more I'm like, Amazon maybe is a lot better than eBay used to be good, but eBay's just turned to total shit. Yeah. Oh, it's horrible. And they immediately kick into if you sell over the 600 bucks or whatever it is in Mm -hmm. a year, they're now giving you the tax. You know, they're giving you the tax forms. It's like, it's just way better to go sell this stuff cash person to person Mm -hmm. if you can. Craigslist. Yeah. You know, that is yep. the, the way to still go if you don't want to have to deal with that kind of stuff. Well, and I can see why, because Amazon, back I, like probably 15 years ago, was a marketplace for people, individuals, getting rid of used stuff to other individuals. And it probably a decade ago turned more into basically... The same Amazon sellers, they're, they're, you know, small, maybe two or three or 10 product line importers that are importing from China and then selling it directly. That's what eBay turned into. Right. And eBay went, oh, we can charge more fees. Yeah, because they'll pay more fees because they have the margin and it's no longer a Craigslist competitor. It's really a uh, like a, a shitty neighborhood Amazon competitor. And I don't mind these websites making money because they are offering i do through that they ought to do it for free like <laughs> craigslist you know but uh you know ebay does offer some protections that you don't get on craigslist i'm, I'm still amazed yeah nobody needs it yeah i think they do i saw a story the other day where a woman was trying to buy a car for her teenage daughter mm-hmm. and saw a listing maybe it was on facebook marketplace maybe it was craigslist it was one of those though 
and they're like oh well the guy said he was a vet and he had to move so he was it was a great deal on the car so we show up Mm -hmm. to this apartment complex and then the minute they walk inside they're surrounded by a bunch of masked men who then rob them but that but how's ebay's policies going to prevent that come on well you're not going with cash to buy the stuff on ebay i mean i guess you could but no, eBay actually always, I think, takes the money. Even if you do a local pickup, I believe eBay will now force that the money goes through them. Really? Well, fuck that shit. Yeah. What's I don't the think point? there's a way to not do it, which is the problem, because eBay now, this isn't even like somebody can pay you through PayPal. eBay now takes the payment and then just yeah. puts it into your bank account, which a lot of people I saw some uh, mm-hmm. talk on No Agenda Social the other day about this, because if you want to sell on eBay now. You have to give them a bank account number. That's awesome. So bank account, social security number. Yeah. Because they need to do your taxes now. They got it all right. And then yeah. you have to go if you are flipping a product, Yeah, which I did when we wound up with one of those overpriced Lego sets. I think I talked about around yeah. Christmas and made no money on it. But according to eBay, you know, I sold it for 800 bucks. It's like, yeah, but I paid 800 oh, yeah, you gotta bucks. You got to pay tax on all that great income you made. Right. On the end, well, you can go through and it's just more paperwork to be like, yes, but I paid this. But mm-hmm. for things you're selling that you've had around the house for 10 years and you yeah. don't have a, you know, that's all profit, according to the government. That's definitely not profit. How's that profit? It's all profit. You're, you're, you're losing money on everything you sell. I know. But that's yeah. not the government wants their money, Gene. The government. Joe Biden. I mean, it's Biden inflation. Everything is great. Well, I'm that's sorry, true. Wait. I mean, he has already sent 18 billion to Ukraine. So it is, it is the Putin. We got to pay for that somehow. Well, that's the hilarious part about this. When you see how many billions of dollars and it is in the billions has been sent to Ukraine. 18 billion. That's what I said. And I don't know. I don't. That isn't the number I've seen. But OK, it's, it's, it's eight, been. Yeah, billions. that's 18 billion. It's just talked about recently by who? talk shows talk shows <laughs> podcast guys that guys that read guys the internet YouTube? no 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 somebody who's tracking this shit like we're not somebody every time every week there's a new announcement of some billion dollar deal happening guys on somebody Reddit. was actually tracking what does this add up to and it's 18 billion so far no matter what it's in the billions and that's a lot of money and this concept like the united states isn't involved and we're just sending it's defensive ridiculous. weapons yeah yeah well we just sank a russian ship for one right but no that's the ukraine is in dire need of help so there's none of this can be true yeah none of this can i be think true. at this point the ukraine's military budget is bigger than russia's i think you're probably right mm-hmm. with all this stuff coming in yeah and the question is who is really profiting from this well I, we know who because that's the thing when when biden says and we're sending another billion dollars worth of military help and defensive weapons to Ukraine. What that actually means is a U.S. military contractor just got a, a bid accepted for a billion dollars worth of gear. So that money is going from the U.S. tax paper, tax paper, tax paper, U.S. Yes. tax payer through Biden, through his office to a industrial military complex company who then gets to either buy from China or elsewhere parts and assemble something called made in the USA and then ship it over to Ukraine. Um, And that's best case scenario. The worst case scenario is they've got a warehouse of shit. They can't sell. And the government just bought it to ship over to Ukraine. 
Well, the problem, though, with all that money is eventually do the people in the United States, the normal citizens go, look at what I'm paying for gas. Look at what I'm paying Uh for food. How are we sending billions of dollars to Ukraine? I can't afford to feed my kids. No, that's because you're a slave now. And you've been that for a while. You just haven't realized because here's what we're doing with that. We're creating we've completely already killed off the middle class. There's no more middle class anymore. What we have is upper middle class and poor people and billionaires. That's literally the three classes that we have left. And um, what's going on is companies like Google and Amazon. And I, I happen to know this from an inside source with Amazon. Do you want to know how much Amazon is paying as a salary to an incoming, no experience, just graduated college developer? Um, now from a decent school, something where you know, like it's got a for a, a developer. I yeah, would developer. I would guess it's probably about one hundred and fifty thousand uh, for somebody with no experience. So yeah. that that'd be a pretty good guess, I would say, but. It actually, the full package with stock for that incoming person is $380,000. Whoa. I mean, I knew it was high. Yeah. I knew it was now, high. $380,000 basically places somebody that's 21 years old, just out of college, into the top 1% of income earners in the United States on their first day at work. Supply and demand. So, I mean, that I kind of understand. It is supply and demand, but really what it is, is it's a. We're, we're very much separating people into serfs and uh, barons. Yeah, learn how to code. Because uh, people that are, yeah, and so far it's not hereditary. Like you're not required to have had your parents be coders to be allowed to learn how to code. Uh, but um, uh, what we're ending up with is, I mean, what, what do you think this 21-year-old is going to do? They're going to they're gonna buy a Tesla for 100 grand. They're going to be renting a seven, eight thousand dollar a month condo so they can hang out in downtown of whatever city like San Francisco with their buddies. Uh, They're going to be driven around in Uber blacks when they're going somewhere so they don't have to look at all the scum on the street walking around. Uh, I mean, it, it really is creating a very stratified society. And a little bit of stratification is not a bad thing. A lot of stratification leads to the French Revolution. Well, if it's going on, you're right, within the company of Amazon as well, because my niece works there in HR and makes really good money. Obviously, the coder, mm-hmm. not coding money, mind you. Not coding money? Okay. But makes really good money right out of college. But there's a lot of people that work in the warehouse that are like, we're not getting paid enough. Oh, no, they're, they're trying to save money on the warehouse. That's the serfs. Because they know, you're right, this is a class thing that they can be replaced to do that job. Although, that is... By robots. Well, that is happening more and more. Mm-hmm. I love it in the fast food er- arena, where mm-hmm. White Castle was at one of the forefronts of this, and they're starting to do this more and more. The machine that can do everything in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. It's like, why would you have people? No need. But they're going to no, be priced right out. Does the machine know how to spit in your food? No, which is also a benefit. Oh, is that a benefit? Okay. Unless you it. like spit in your food. I thought that's what special sauce was. <laughs> no, that's maybe. I don't know. Depends where yeah. you're at. And if you're wearing a uniform that they don't like or something like uh-huh. that when you walk in. Huh. But this is much like the 
the concept of a minimum wage, it's like you have to be careful what you ask for. Because the minimum wage is not there to help people. It's there to get people out of the workforce. Yeah. The robotics move, same thing. This is the, if you're working in the, you know, on the floor at Amazon and you're just running a package from Mm -hmm. point A to point B, don't expect to get paid as much as somebody who has a skill Mm -hmm. because you can be replaced. You can be replaced easily. And that is the way that the system's supposed to work in capitalism, which is, you know, you get your first job and you're the guy that's working for the fast food joint, but all you're allowed to do is, you know, sweep the floors and clean the bathroom. I mean, granted, if you're cleaning the bathroom, you deserve way more money, but Mm -hmm. just sweeping the floors, you're not going to get paid as much as somebody who understands how to use the register. And then you're not going to be paid as much if you actually know how to make the food. And then if you're a cook that can actually make a specialty that a robot can't, and it, you, the company can sell it for the restaurant can sell it for more money, then you will make more money as your skill level increases. So you're just saying you just have to outcompete the robot pretty much, which is getting harder because mm-hmm. robots could do every, I mean, I saw there's like robot good. vending machines that make pizza now, which is like, how do I mm. get one of these in my backyard? You want a vending machine in your backyard? Well, it makes pizza. I mean, not necessarily in the mm. yard. The garage would be fine. Yeah, that'd be better. It's like that. Yeah, would be I awesome. don't know. I mean, I'm I'm really concerned about the the coming, you know, complete crash burn moment of the U.S. Because everything that could possibly be done to break the U.S. is being done right now. Yes, and it seems like it's intentional from the radical left that is pushing for and using climate change mainly and I mean racism they once they were able to pull in on that one they're using these things that aren't a reality to the point that they're saying they are I mean I'm not saying there's not racism but I don't think there's rampant racism going on here. That's interesting. My other co-host uh, just said there is no such thing as racism. Well I think they're wrong because there are some people that are racist. There's a lot of them on MSNBC if you want to watch for one. I mean, I know mm-hmm. technically you can't be racist if your skin color is darker. Yeah. You know, but that's also the big lie. Mm-hmm. You know, this guy that it all just, depends on how you redefine things. See, that's that's right. the way that the left has learned that the only way they can possibly win is by redefining the meanings of things. Right. Because if they have to play by the same rules as everybody else, they cannot win. Right. They want you to believe that grooming your children. No, that's just educating them. Mm -hmm. We change the word and we point to the other side as the bad one. And if the media goes along with that, that's what people believe. I saw a uh, poll the other day. I think it was a Quinnipiac poll that said 80 percent of the people. I'm assuming this was in the United States only, but 80 percent of the people believed that Vladimir Putin was a war criminal. Mm-hmm. I'm like, the only reason 80% of the people here believe that is because of what's being said on the news. And I must be yeah. That's it. Strictly it. And you can make these people think whatever you want. I did see somebody and that's point a bullshit out. number anyway, because it's really 80% of the people that are on the list to be called believe that. Right. It depends where you're calling your answers from. Yeah. From the audience of uh, MSNBC. <laughs> that's that's right. where you're calling you from. You know, it all depends on where you're going for uh-huh. the information and you don't ever question the reality of 
the situation. It's like, again, I can't tell you what's going on, but when all the sides are converging and saying one thing, then I start worrying a little bit. It was the mm-hmm. same thing with COVID. This uh, this concept. So that you're a believer in Heinrich Ibsen's concept of the majority is always wrong. Not always, but uh, there's something to be said for that. Mm-hmm. And I know that Adam Curry from the No Agenda Show calls that the you know mass hypnosis or mass formation. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if it's hypnosis or mass formation. I think people are just stupid and have a tendency to believe what they hear and you're hearing that you're you can't even question it once you mean we just talked about that i don't know if it's necessarily even stupid it's in the u.s we have spent a hundred years uh optimizing and testing and developing advertising methods right we have literally spent a hundred years trying to figure out how to get people to follow the instructions of advertising to the point where they do it subconsciously. And all that's happened is that the left has applied the exact same concepts to political messaging that have been optimized to be done for selling chewing gum. Right. You want to feel good, right? You want to do the right thing. Yeah. Don't, don't be bad. Be good. And that message is continuously 24 by 7 pumped out and tweaked and done in a way that they know works from the results of advertising other products to effectively be advertising the message of the current administration here on uh, unrelenting it is the opposite we say don't be good be bad well, i don't know do is that what we say now i didn't, didn't we, we change it all the time like, okay. so i mean this this could you know by tomorrow this could be something different uh, okay but yeah, these are I, the concepts that people buy into and it's funny that there's people that are like yes putin should be tried for war crimes and it's like you do realize mm-hmm. the united states wouldn't even go along with well this. bush has been tried for war crimes and found to be guilty yes yeah i mean that they have no uh say on what's going on in the united states so mm-hmm. i guess george bush is lucky but yes this is the same people well he can't leave the country though well not to go to a a non-friendly European country you're right Mm-hmm. I mean, who really wants to go there now, though? It's a shithole. Yeah, I mean, the the. Well, you're talking about Ukraine again? No, um, <laughs> Europe. Yeah, in general, oh, the whole of Europe. Yes, well, Ukraine, a part of. Yes, indeed. Well, they want to be a part of NATO and a part of the EU. It is so funny. Did you hear the latest? Uh, and I know we're trying to avoid talking about Ukraine, but that uh, Germany's uh, chancellor got snubbed by uh, Alinsky. No, what happened? Yeah, well, you told them not to come to Ukraine until they're ready to uh, give up the fuel from Russia. And they're like, you know, these sanctions. I mean, I really can't fault these countries that go, you know, by us sanctioning Russia. Oh, they're they're literally castrating themselves. Yes. And it's like, why would we do that? But they are. You know, they, they're enjoying doing that. It's the insanity it, of it. The people in those countries are the ones that should stand up. Yeah. I mean, it, this is, I, I think part of the reason, maybe not the entirety of it, but part of the reason that the globalists are so gung ho in, in jumping into this war with Russia isn't even about Russia, which they, I think dislike and certainly to dislike Putin, but it's about the fact that it's a, 
awesome excuse to do the great reset. Right. To really fuck as many people over as possible, steal their money, steal all their savings, steal their houses, which, you know, the corporations are buying up and competing with individuals buying houses, uh, and get them to that ideal situation where they will own nothing. There's been that push for years, and I've never understood it but even people my age which is close to your age have always been well, in the well, mindset age, yeah have been in the mindset that renting is a good thing for mm-hmm. wherever they're living and i'm not going to say it's never it's depending if you have to live in an area that it's like really expensive and you can find something you can afford okay but you're just throwing money out the window and getting no equity out of that but this is now what's being pushed for a variety of things. As you mm-hmm. said, this whole war on fossil fuels, I think a big part of that is we don't want people to own cars anymore. We want to make it so inconvenient, as you said, yeah, if you want to go out public transit right, or walk or, or call an Uber. I mean, at the very least, there's going to be mm-hmm. services like that. Ride sharing all, you know, that's what they want, because allegedly that's better for the planet. Mm-hmm. I don't buy it, but. Uh, that is what's being used as an excuse to change behaviors. And this whole concept that you'll have nothing and be happy, it's like, how are people that dumb? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that is the definition of a serf is, is somebody that owns nothing and relies on their Lord for everything that they can do. It's for the better good of society. And then the guy at the top is just laughing. And yeah, uh, <laughs> well, and that's, that's the thing is you, you have to. Uh, this is the bit that I think people are stupid about is uh, how can you accept what somebody is telling you, which they do not themselves practice? Because the people telling you to not drive a car flying private planes. Right. The ones that wanted to defund the police were actually hiring private security forces. Exactly. So. That's all it takes is to see, is the person that is telling me to do something good, are they following their own advice? And the answer nine out of 10 times is no. I mean, Probably Bernie Sanders, out of 100 multiple homes, Bernie Sanders. Yeah. Well, why wouldn't he have? I mean, because he's a communist. That's why. I mean, if well, you're walking he, the walk. Yeah, he's a, he's a rich communist, though. He's a millionaire communist. Well, right. He's the guy at the top. Just he's, like Justin Trudeau is a millionaire communist. The top of the food chain. We can tell you what to do. Look at Black Lives Matter. How many multi-million dollar properties yeah, did they $6 buy? Yeah, million dollar house. Yeah. And now the, I loved their response was, well, it's, you know, this this whole tax structure, mm-hmm. like we have to tell people what we're doing with the money. That's racist. Yeah, bullshit. Uh-huh. It is racist. <laughs> it's like, yeah. You know, the government, that's one of the things. They, the government doesn't care how woke you are or what color your skin is. They want their tax money. They do indeed, but I think it's beyond tax money. It's control. Well, there is that as well. Yeah. And don't forget to pay your taxes, kids. Monday, Monday is the day you need to get your taxes in by this year. Oh, it's not today? No, because today is technically a holiday being Good Friday. Oh, it is. Is it a Good Friday? Yeah, today's Good Friday. You no, must not Good Friday. Good what is that? Catholic Russian boy. Uh, yeah, I'm real Catholic. You could tell, right? <laughs> Easter is Sunday. So today would be the day. Uh, the Good Bunny Friday. Rabbit Easter is Sunday. Right. Uh-huh. Today would be the day that Jesus of Nazareth was crucified. Oh, so it's happy crucifixion day. Yes. And then that's of what we course, call it in my country. Anyway. <laughs> which country is that? I thought you were from uh, uh, Putin's country. You know, 
No, I thought you were from Minneapolis. Wow. Uh, that That's what I mean. Putin, wait, Putin controls Minneapolis now? Yeah, Putin country, Minneapolis. He's looking to make a trade. He's like, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, I'll take Minneapolis, you guys I'll can take you Moscow. BLM for Ukraine. Right, right. This is like the game of risk at a whole new level. Mm-hmm. They're just rolling dice. Oh my God, I used to love that game when I was a kid. Oh, I know, because you could play for hours. Yeah, and this is before, you know, things like internet, computers, Video games. television. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think you had television. Not when that game came out, we didn't. Well, I mean, were you playing Risk before there was television? Hell yeah. Then the game we moved to, although I really, after high school or so, it became really impractical to play. There was a game called, I'm sure there still is, Axis and Allies, Mm. which is a great strategy game. Think Risk, but Mm -hmm. blown up into all of the details, meaning you could purchase planes, you could purchase infantry, Ooh. you could purchase tanks, you could do all of this you stuff. you purchase butter? Yeah, you should be able to purchase butter. Man, I, my mm-hmm. wife bought a bunch of Costco butter. And I'm oh, like, okay. <laughs> this is like, welcome to taking a sidetrack on mm-hmm. the Unrelenting Show. And uh, normally, I buy the Irish butter. Kerry Gold, yeah, there's another everybody one. everybody buys the Irish butter. Uh, or you could also buy Land O'Lakes. If you've never tried, try it. It's just like the Irish butter. The Land O'Lakes is good. The stuff from uh, Costco, though, and the butter's mm-hmm. okay. It's a New Zealand product. I mean, okay, that's fine. Really? Yeah. I don't know if I trust that. I don't know, but that's what it is. And the first thing I noticed is the fact that the wrapping around the butter mm-hmm. is horrible. It is mm. flimsy. It sticks to the butter. It oh. rips. And I'm like, no, the Irish it's not butter. Wax paper? It's it is, but it's not good. No. Chinese it, wax paper. Probably. And I'm like, it's not worth whatever you're saving on the butter. It's mm-hmm. not worth it. I want just to be able to open the butter easily. Yeah. Cut whatever I need off and then yeah. wrap it back up. That's what I want. It's yeah, way I, don't, I don't really wrap it back up, but the first two parts. Yeah. Like, no, there are. And this is still weird. I've never done this, but I understand that butter, even though it is sold to you in the refrigerated section. Yeah. It doesn't have to be refrigerated. No, butter can go for weeks. Yeah. In weeks, sitting out at room temperature. Yeah, you just don't want to get uh, contamination out. That's all. Right. You need to, well, you should still cover it. Yeah. yeah and, that's uh, what I'm implying. And put it in a possibly, uh, you know, airtight container. There are actually butter plates uh, and with covers combinations you could buy that are meant for you to put. Uh, so the butter is in the middle. And there's a little ridge above that. And then a dip again in the plate. And that is to be filled with water. And then you put oh. the cover over it, which actually touches the water. So it's a it completely a seal. airtight seal. That is ingenuity right there. Yeah, And it lets you keep the butter at room temperature, you know, for long periods of time, but without the contamination. Which makes it a lot easier to put that butter on your toast or your non-toasted bread or wherever uh, you yeah, want to put yeah. the butter on. I could, I could see that. I mean, you could also stick in the microwave for like five seconds. Yes. Yeah, I've done that as well. <laughs> it's not a it's not a big life hack. Yeah. Here. It's life hacks I, with unrelenting. Ever since I, I learned that we've been lied to on the food pyramid when we were younger, I've uh, reintroduced things like butter into my cooking. Well, yeah, for a while, eggs were the worst thing you could possibly eat. Yeah, I eggs are awesome. There's a lot of protein, the cholesterol. It was all just, like, oh, that's just kill eat you. the yellows that eat like a dozen yellow egg yolks. It's egg. awesome. <laughs> Raw. 
Well, no, you can, you can cook them. <clears throat> I find I, my taste has changed. I used to just mostly like uh, hard boiled eggs, but I've kind of come around to the soft boiled. Yes. No, I like the texture where it's kind of a little gooey on the inside. I've never really played around with poaching eggs, mm. but that is also where you, you want it's too much work. Right. Well, that's it. Yeah. You do want a nice gooey yolk. So, yeah. you know, especially on top of a burger, there is nothing better than a fried egg with a runny yolk. Mm-hmm. I mean, it may that may raise your cholesterol, but I don't think so. I think the latest studies I've been reading on cholesterol, which, you know, everybody in the U.S. is on cholesterol pills. Uh, suggests that the vast majority of the cholesterol that's in your body is actually manufactured by your body. It's not cholesterol you consumed. So it's genetic. Well, it's not so much genetic. It's that we're not exercising enough. It's not about the food. It's about the fact that we're very sedentary. Yes, which is really easy to be. Cholesterol is utilized by the body. It's it's the, the precursor. It's the building block of uh hormones and so when you exercise when you have uh adrenaline and testosterone being manufactured in your body it is using cholesterol as the building blocks of that when you're sitting on your ass and doing nothing that requires the generation of hormones then that cholesterol just starts to pile up and sometimes inside of uh uh inside of veins and arteries so what you're saying is i should just bring a microphone stand and uh, hook it up by the recumbent bike and i could just podcast while biking all day yeah i thought that's what you i thought that's what you were doing right now that wouldn't be a bad idea that would not be a bad idea mm-hmm. you know or you could actually stand up but why would i want to stand up while podcasting that sounds like it would be uncomfortable. a stand-up desk would force you to stand up and that's why mine is in the garage <laughs> where i'm not recording <laughs> that's very helpful You're um like, you don't even I want mean, to be tempted huh well because the last thing you need is some piece of furniture telling you how to behave right how dare it right how dare it i mean mm-hmm. how dare it want us to be healthier live yeah. longer lives why this is and, all going into world war three what do i want to be around for it and standing is i it certainly burns more calories than than, than sitting but i think and you sound i mean according to some people anyway you sound better when you're standing because your lungs are able to get full inflation we are able to speak louder uh yeah project better more all that good stuff that's what we have the microphones for that we can put our mouth right in front of right in front of it and just like mouth the my the microphone amsmr yeah. whatever it is ASMR. oh my god have you watched any of those videos holy shit no that they're disturbing in their own way all it is on twitch i can't believe they've banned other things but they allow this shit if you go to the asmr category on twitch all it is is college age or younger girls like tonguing sticking their tongue on and licking binaural microphones you know what those are um binaural microphones isn't that like the yeah it's basically the microphones that are inside of a set of ears it's not a full head but it's it's essentially placing the microphones the same distance in the same direction trying to as a person's ears right 
to create a three-dimensional realistic sound from the microphone pair. Which there are some guys that do, and probably girls, that do concert recordings, bootlegs, yeah, with or those kind of microphones. A lot yeah. of people do nature things that way. But the point is, they're buying these. These are not cheap. These are thousand bucks or yeah. more. Yeah. And they're buying these things in order to slobber and lick <laughs> these artificial plastic ears. Just to get the sound. On video with the audio, and it's ASMR. And if you're not watching the video and you're not seeing this, you know, college girl like sticking her tongue in a plastic ear, what it sounds like, and I know this from experience, it's amazing to believe, but it sounds just like a blowjob. And I'm guessing these girls are making more money than we are. These girls are making hundreds of thousands of dollars. <laughs> We're in the wrong business, man. I don't think anyone would pay to listen to you tonguing artificial ears. I would hope not. No. But I mean, hey, if that's your thing, I mean, we could always start an OnlyFans. Just let I mean, us know. If, if my OnlyFans was making that much money, I wouldn't be doing this stupid show. You're like, no, thank you, sir. Yeah, no, I, I got I to gotta make the five bucks that this show generates just to offset the <laughs> poor payments on OnlyFans. It wasn't even today. Five. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Not even five. That's awesome. It would yeah. have. But the system that would have allowed your friend and mine comic strip blogger to send a boostergram uh-huh. was down. And, oh, no. And he said he was going to send a boostergram as long as I would read his note, which was no. telling you how bad you are. Oh. And I'm like, I'll read anything, man. I don't care. I'll dance. Oh, that's want. too funny. I know. Yeah. Well, you can't read it now because he didn't send it. So right. Because it, it was down and it yeah. was the, the program, the app, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it, that he is mm-hmm. currently using had, had like a DDoS or something. Yeah, so they yeah. had to shut down. That's the too funny. Lightning. So I guess and, the DDoS did work. Good. Which so, is uh, which is why that the uh, there's still some work to go with yeah. the podcasting 2.0 getting value you know, i'm starting to change my mind about poland about poland i really do think I like it's poland. historically a part of russia well wasn't everything a part of russia i mean at some extent wasn't every, I think weren't I'm they all kind of starting to, the Empire, starting though, to grow too? into this this idea that maybe poland did really truly used to be part of russia because i really feel the polish people are wanting to reunite reunite with mother russia mm, i'm getting that sense a lot now, really, though, I think Polish food is better than Russian food, or am I missing? What's- oh, it's definitely worse. Are you really? kidding? Oh, no, <laughs> no, no, I'm not kidding. What should I be? Uh, okay. What is a fantastic Russian meal? And what? So, if I'm looking to acquaint myself with Russian cuisine, sure. What do I go to? Bear meat, pilmeni. Bear meat. Yeah. Like black bear, brown bear. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever kind of bear you got whatever kind of bear you got i mean in russia they don't have brown bears they only have black bears wow that's racist well that's how it works uh so that is that would be something interesting uh there is uh and that's pinmini is a siberian food so that's from the eastern part of the country uh there are a lot of shish kebabi type foods from the southern part of russia i like a good uh, they, shish kebab yeah yeah that's very very traditional there are um well i'm trying to think of i mean americans don't like salads russians eat a lot of both cold and hot salads i mean they're healthy for you get some like salads with meat basically and and not no lettuce when i say so if you've never had a russian salad 
Think of the following ingredients. Potatoes, beets, uh, beef or pork or chicken or fish. Now, that sounds like a hell of a salad. Not all in the same salad. Now, these are ingredients to make a variety of different types of salads. Some of them cold, some of them hot. But it's, I found, and this is the, one of the things Adam always bitched about whenever I took him to a Russian restaurant is that he just could not get into the, the, uh, the, well, either the cold or the hot salads. Cause he just, I don't know. He has too much of an American palate, I guess. Which is surprising because he spent time outside of the U.S. Yeah. He grew, well, he grew up in the Netherlands. So. Right. Uh, but I, I still think that there's a, that type of salad is just not very popular for whatever reason outside of Eastern Europe. And, it, and incidentally, I do yeah. think there is some good Polish food. Don't get me wrong. I don't think Poland has horrible food. Like Ireland absolutely has horrible food. Oh, come so on. That, that, that part of your ancestry, I can kick down, down the block, but meat and uh, potatoes Polish food. It's, eh, I don't know. I, to me, Polish food is basically, it's like fried dough. Everything is fried dough. Ah, pierogi. Yeah. And you put it in fried dough. It's great. If you want, if you got <laughs> you some sauerkraut, you put it in fried dough. If you got you some put meat, you put it dough. in the fried dough. Yeah. You got fried and dough? You put it in the fried dough. It, you, you do. Cheese now, in the, the fried the dough. The Russian version of that is baked. It's the same ingredients, but it's baked instead of fried. Which is close. Now, if you throw yeah, it in yeah. an air fryer, you're, you're crossing those bridges. You right are. You're, it's, that's like the crossover tool. Yeah. <clears throat> certainly so, mofo says a russian salad sounds a lot like stew well no because it's not would liquidy be liquidy this is not liquidy at all so think of like if you if you do uh boil potatoes which is just like a baked potato but not as fluffy and falling apart like they actually stay together <clears throat> and then instead of mashing it to make mashed potatoes you just slice it up into like half inch cubes with a knife or you have a machine do that. And then you do the same thing with uh, either carrots or uh, beets. Uh, and so they're, they're little, small little cubes in there. And then this is and, binded together by some kind of like uh, mayonnaise or something. Or, I mean, it could be a more fancy thing than mayonnaise, but it could be mayonnaise. Um, there's actually, there's a channel on YouTube of a cooking show that's done by, a, a, I think she's Russian. She might be Ukrainian. I don't know. But, she does basically cook east european food and she has some really nice recipes and she must um, be hot if you're watching the channel well actually if you you want to watch how to make pilmini you can watch a sasha gray episode of uh, making pilmini <laughs> so everything comes back down to porn and food what else is there we're we're human men really i guess that covers most of the bases. i mean food porn porn you combine them and some food Sports those three topics people. are yeah. basically all you need true that's why yeah. I mean, you have sports but that's not for everybody but that's usually the distraction when you're not getting the other sports is for people that are married <laughs> okay that makes those sense. of us that are single are actually having sex that makes sense i was uh mm-hmm. i was intrigued because I, I watched a, a baseball game which is a rarity for me over the last couple of years you're right and i stopped paying last year for the unlocator because i wasn't watching Mm -hmm. enough baseball and Mm -hmm. while i like the service the vpns are now so good so this is one use for a vpn is to pretend to be somewhere else and watch the right 
to get yeah. around the blackout for the local team, which I still that don't understand why they have. Thing is just bullshit anyway. It is. It is. I wonder that what is going to happen tonight. Well, but I watched the game. It was fine. Nord VPN way fast enough. No, you know, disconnects. No bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, no bad service when it comes to the bandwidth. But tonight, I noticed that the White Sox are a national game, and the Friday night baseball games now mm-hmm. are solely on apple tv plus which is mm. interesting to me you got that don't you and i had it for a year and that was like would you like to renew and i'm like fuck no all i watched was ted lasso i didn't even yeah. watch the jennifer yeah. aniston thing although i you know again i hear there's that was ways pretty good get i like that more than the ted lasso i i i currently have it i keep getting actually i can close i can cancel it now um i got it to watch uh a foundation was that a good one? I have not watched Foundation. Yeah, that was very good. That was uh, the one that not, was all very CGI, some beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's but, not like the, I mean, it deviates from the books for sure. It's been a long time since I've read the books, but it, it is, it's a slightly different storyline. They've combined some things and then changed some characters, but it's still, it's very well done. I thought it had a great character of the, uh, the middle empire uh awesome actor did a great job and the the character is just it's the it's the best character it's when you have somebody who is supposed to be the bad guy but they do such a good job of doing the backstory and presenting what you know what are the factors affecting this person's decisions that you you really start to root for him of course i generally do that in most films but you root for the bad guy? You root yeah, for they're the- usually, because most films are so simplistic, then the good guy is a caricature, and the bad guy is actually a better character. And that's gotten more likely with yeah. more current media. I've Really, that's what I've noticed. It's, I don't know, man. You watch the films from the 70s, uh, all the cowboy films. The well, wait, cow- Westerns are a totally different yeah. animal, because yeah. well, you, the no, bad guys never we went in the Westerns. In the no, they don't. But they're, But plenty of the good guys shouldn't be. <laughs> true uh, i mean, I mean I if do. you watch if you watch all the spaghetti westerns you very quickly realize that clint eastwood can't act and that the the guy playing the bad guy is much more believable and likable i've never watched spaghetti westerns really i mean i'm sure i've seen one or two no. but i have seen most of the rawhide series where clint eastwood mm-hmm. started and that was actually mm-hmm. a very well written series that uh if if you oh you remember Bonanza that was a fun show I never watched a lot of Bonanza Michael for some Landon reason and and uh, oh really oh. the guy from Battlestar Galactica yeah the guy from Battlestar <laughs> yeah yes. what's his name uh, yes. I, I he has a a very uh, Lauren Green yes Lauren Green that's right I've never really watched that but I it's weird because I'm a big fan I've seen all of the Lone Ranger which if you want to talk mm-hmm. simplistic Western that's yeah. it definitely pushed more for a younger crowd when it was made rawhide more of an adult show um did you watch troop 54 no no was that about girl scouts (laughs) that's a different show it was it was basically like hogan's heroes except during the the uh american occupation of indian territories i just have to look for that now hogan's heroes i did watch through oh sorry sorry troop f it wasn't 54 i i don't why am i thinking 54 because i don't troop know that's f. it's uh you're getting I'm thinking older. Of studio 54 that right. was from about the same time frame oh my god perhaps perhaps yeah but i really enjoyed 
the uh, Gunsmoke. That's a great show. Yeah. And yeah. but Hogan's Heroes, I really enjoyed the rip that I have of Hogan's Heroes. The first thing I noticed was it looked better than a lot of television today, which for as old as it is, on film, right? So it, it should. It was a tr- obviously shot very well. Mm-hmm. And the stories I remember watching it a bit growing up, and the stories were actually more intricate than I remembered. I mean, we all know mm-hmm. there's a certain amount of slapstick, and it takes talent i think i know nothing yes it, it takes mm-hmm. some talent to look at the uh you know the nazis in world war ii and go yeah it makes them a lot more likable let's make this a comedy i mean that's could you could you do that today could you do that with russians 911 well no i'm can not turn that into a comedy show it's, that sounds like a hell of a good script well, that was, uh, I saw a clip the other day due to the passing of the legendary. Oh, Gilbert Gottfried. Yeah. Yes. Why is it that all the good ones die? I don't know. I like Gilbert. He yeah. was a funny dude. I like Norm and I like Gilbert too. And it's like these guys, these, these are the voices we need, man. These are the guys that were for their entire lives seen as saying things that people shouldn't be allowed to say. Yes. And that is vital. That is vital to free speech. That is vital to democracy. Yeah. That is vital for people to be able to be free thinkers. Absolutely. And I saw the clip of him right after 9-11. I think it was a roast of Hugh Hefner because there were big Playboy mm, yes, 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 yes. logos up in the room. And he made a joke about his flight home. He's concerned because it had a connecting, you know, it connected at the world, not at the Empire State Building. Mm-hmm. and everybody's like oh like too soon too soon and he makes that switch in his mind and goes into the aristocrats joke oh and, god <laughs> and he just nailed it he, and you could kind of and this is they mentioned this in the uh in the documentary but it's kind of like you could see gilbert going okay so you're not going to let me do that line of humor let mm-hmm. me show you how bad uh-huh. humor can be and that's yeah. vital to be as dirty and just to go for it and it's this woke world we have now it's getting to be more and more where you can't say those kind of things i included a little 45 second joke of his in Mm. the random thoughts episode and i mean i thought it was hilarious because he comes out he's like okay mom and dad two kids at the breakfast table mom says hey junior what do you want for breakfast and the kid says i'll have the fucking french toast and the mom slaps him and the dad takes off his belt and they're beating him for five minutes. And then they send him off to his room crying. And the wife goes to the other kid. What would you like for breakfast? And he says, I sure don't want the fucking French toast. And it was like, it's just so on the nose, but Gilbert yeah. sold it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He's, he was a, a voice of a generation. Well, it's funny that he became probably the most famous as the Aflac duck and the the, yeah. the bird in Aladdin, the, you know. It's- well, he did. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'd actually have to look this up, but I, I'm pretty sure he used to do a thing on a uh, late night hosting thing on USA Network. Uh, did uh, what was that? Sh- they did like a listen while every, Gene Googles every. I'm I'm I don't know if I should should I Google? Okay, I'll Google. <laughs> I, Google? I don't use Google, incidentally. 
Well, see, uh, now I went from Google and I went to DuckDuckGo, which then, of course, yeah, you can't use that anymore. Right. Because it's like, oh, screw them. You know, no. Now I've been using Braves built in. That's what I'm using currently right now. I've and also it's not used great. It is not great. No. I, really? It's I not horrible, but it's not it. great. Um, what's uh, what have you not found that? I don't remember specifically, but oh, it was like um, there have been times where I've gone back and gone somewhere else to just to kind of test it out. Mm. But I'm I'm assuming it's getting better and better as uh, more people start using it. It's kind of like a podcast. How tall Gilbert Gottfried was? He was only like five six or something, wasn't he? Five three. Wow, so okay, that's really, really really short. He was a miniature person. I think that's. I think that's above the line for being. No, he's not a dwarf. He's a miniature right. person. Miniature person. So what is somebody that is six foot six as I am? Uh, six foot six. That's uh, an oversized person. Oversized. Okay. Yeah. So miniature and oversized. Correct. Yes. Five foot eight being the perfect height. Wait, wait um, just by just by coincidence. Uh, how tall are you? <laughs> oh, I'm not even perfect. I'm five seven. Oh, well, see, you are in short. Wow. Mm. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, I mean, yes. when we do what we start doing live podcasts on stage, are we going to have to put you on like a booster seat or <laughs> booster seat? No, we'll just put you sitting in a hole. Right. Okay. That works. Yeah. It's those TV tricks that they've had to use for oh, years. Yeah. Yeah. They've had them. When you they've see Tom Cruise standing next to Shaq and they're like the same. <laughs> yeah. Or, or, uh, Adam Curry standing next to, uh, Michael Jackson. Right. Right. You remember that whole thing, right? Yes. They, where they, Michael had to stand on the two crates in order to look like he's the same height as adam when he interviewed him yeah well you don't want to look short achievement award on mtv some of those guys have issues with the with the shortness complex Mm -hmm. i mean it's you are what you are and i mean i just i mean i guess at some point the internet changed that because people were going to be able to see the reality of things where I guess if you maybe call a wide angle lens held about a foot in front of your face reality. Sure. Well, right. I mean, the, the, but the reality is uh, you could hide things, you know, back in the 50s where you didn't know the president was in a wheelchair. I mean, sure. yeah, 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 yeah. And his wife was actually running the country. Yeah. Right. These are things that the public was completely unaware of. Now we have too much media. And that is maybe the problem. But I mean, Elon, man, I called that mm. one. I mean, it wasn't months in advance but i call that in advance when it's like Did oh he doesn't really? want, i didn't notice he didn't want the board seat i'm like oh hostile takeover anyone uh-huh it's like, that i don't sense. understand why he would think it would be cheaper to buy twitter than to build a twitter competitor because it would not take much at all for somebody to just completely destroy twitter the eyeballs are there and this is something that we've well, noticed. Is there advertising on it? I don't even know. I'm banned, so I have no idea. <laughs> the the it's it's very similar to what we did with the RSS feed for this very show when it moved from the previous show. Yeah, people just don't pay attention, and you can move and say we're here. But okay, the- but again, now you're using that's a perfect comparison because what we had is a. A bunch of people that never unsubscribed who didn't listen either. Which is a lot of people that are on uh, Twitter who just don't pay yeah, any attention. And there's a lot. And I'm sure that even though I've been banned off Twitter and I can't log in, and rightfully so. Technically, I mean, it, the they're evil counting red my are. account in one of their millions of accounts. True. You still exist. 
I exist as far as Twitter. And I'm sure my, uh, well, in fact, I haven't checked. Maybe my old tweets are even online still. I would agree with you that making a Twitter clone is not hard. People have done it. No, it's really not hard. The hardest what thing costs is scaling. money. And if he's going to spend $50 billion, which is an insane amount of money for one person to spend. But see, he has he, it. That's the sad part. Well, about it. I don't know. If, I don't think he does. I, it's not his money he's using because that money it, he has, but it's all tied up in stock of SpaceX and, and the car company. Tesla. So it's not like he has cash sitting around to buy Twitter. He has to borrow money to buy Twitter. Right. He's leveraging. He can borrow that much, which is impressive, right? But it's not like it's just sitting there, just, you know, asking to be spent. Yeah, I go but to the bank anyway, and I'm like, can I get is, 50 bucks? And they're like, no. Elon walks in like, can I get 50 bills? They're like, sure. Yeah, exactly. So I, I, I can't imagine that if you built a Twitter alternative, which it, you could probably build for, oh, I don't know, let's just throw a crazy number out there, 100 million. For hundred million, you could duplicate Twitter technology, and then spend twenty five billion marketing the hell out of it to kill Twitter. That to me seemed like a much better approach than actually buying Twitter. Because here's what happens: so is he just okay, so he, to he piss buys the off. stock in Twitter, right? Right. The first, it doesn't even matter what it is or how innocuous the change. The first change coming down the pike as soon as twitter goes private from him 80 percent of his workforce is on strike right okay now what you still got to pay the you know 20 percent, and frankly the 80 percent, because knowing those people they will form a union within one day and now you can't fire them well see i think you have to what fire are you gonna everybody do because twitter in. won't run you've now owned a product that can't run because 80 percent of your staff is on strike you fire everybody going in and you have a re- very mass rehiring with people signing contracts. I don't, I don't contracts. think you can do that. I think that if you fire everybody going in, it's then you're basically taking Twitter offline for a month or two. Is that maybe what he wants to do? Why not build it? It'll, you could build it in less than a month. Well, that's what I'm thinking. There's some kind of punitive thing going on here that he wants to stick it to somebody. And when you got fuck you money like that. You could stick it to a whole billion is not fuck you money. That's insane money. He, he might just want to put all those people out of business. Uh, that might be it. I don't know. How, I don't, how is paying off the people that have been running the most vile uh, Voke network on the planet? How is giving them 54 billion a good thing? I don't know, but I'm not saying Elon's the most logical guy. This could be a personal grudge. I mean, I don't, I don't know. It's it. weird because it, when you have, although you look at Donald Trump, who people yeah. thought he had the money and the resources. Yeah, he should have bought it to be able to have the Twitter clone. And he tried mm-hmm. the Twitter clone. And that's like, hey, whatever happened to that? I've never even tried it. Is it still around? Is true? Oh, didn't social- somebody didn't Adam talk about how they reached out to him? And, and then yes, yeah, like, so the guys were gone then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they couldn't make it work. Yeah. Which, again, it's like, OK, why? Because scaling to that level. Yeah. Is hard. That is the one thing that's hard. You do need people that know what they're doing. You do need the physical resources. Well, I'll tell you that the first thing is you can't be using an off the shelf shareware product. Like, no, you can't uh, be like, okay, we're taking Mastodon and Mastodon, we're going to, yeah. we're going to throw yeah. this up. I mean, and this and is- granted that it's not perfect, but the gap guys actually did use Mastodon 
but what they learned very quickly is they had to rewrite about 50% of the code, making it incompatible right. with the rest of the Mastodon network in the process. But they did use at least some of the base of, of Mastodon for their network. And that's way bigger than Mastodon's biggest install. Right, because it is all about scaling. Any of yeah. these off-the-shelf products, you can throw 100 people on and it won't be yeah. a problem. You throw exactly. a million, then you got a problem. And uh, I think Elon uh, just wouldn't we're kind of, you know, one, either he has a grudge against somebody and thinks this is going to screw them. Yeah. And he's got the money or I he mean, thinks that these people in. I don't know, do most it people, is one, I, I guess uh, if I want to look at it from the pro side, right? Like, what does this achieve? It's a waste of money. Yes. I start. I have to start with that premise. But beyond that, he is effectively taking away one of the larger mouthpieces of liberal propaganda. If yes, if you are opening this back up to everybody, which I don't believe he is, maybe, I don't know. I, if, if he buys it and Trump isn't allowed back on, then, it's, yeah, then I have no idea what he's doing. Cause it's not for making money and it's not for fuck you. I think a lot of people believe that the ultimate social media site is Twitter with a free speech absolutist mentality applied to it you mean like twitter for the first three years yes exactly you know and i wish and they'd I, get rid of a lot of the crap they added time that's the other problem with twitter is it makes people stupid oh i agree i agree i covered a story on random thoughts this week of a mother trying to sue facebook and instagram mm. because her kid got so stupid. yes and they're saying it was addictive yeah. You know, that's your thing. It's addictive. He would stay up all night because he couldn't sleep. He would stay up all night on Instagram. And my first thought was, well, take the fucking phone away then. As a parent, if your kid's not mm-hmm. sleeping, then you take the Internet away from them. You take the device away from them. Mm. Being able to sue social media on the grounds. Yes, the Internet spilled hot coffee in my lap. Yes. On the grounds that their product is too good, that people want to use it for too long. That is what they're being sued for because, you know, much like the cigarettes thing, we were never told, Gene, that this might be bad. Yeah. Surprise, folks. I don't mean to be spoilers here, but uh, the Internet sucks. Yep. It's a time suck. And it's the same thing. I put the equation with uh, the comparison with gambling which for some reason now gambling in the united states which used to be well you had to go to this one town or okay be a couple of towns in nevada or one town in new jersey if you wanted to gamble mm-hmm. it is now ubiquitous it's now everywhere you can't go anywhere without casinos you can't go anywhere without any major sport whether it's major league baseball or nascar which are the two that i've consumed recently both of them multiple times in the broadcast are pushing gambling sites yeah it's like okay well i'm all for that i mean i think people should be allowed to do what the hell they want to do yeah but if they're if if all of these major pro sports teams are going to be able to go out there and encourage people to gamble you think you're going to win a lawsuit because instagram kept your little boy up all night and then he got crazy and killed himself I don't really understand how those two things go together. But again, I I don't have kids. So maybe this is why it's easy for me to say bad parenting. 
Yeah, well, there are plenty of bad parents. So I, I did some Googling. Uh-oh. Hey, so I, this is I why we don't do video, show that I was referring to. In what show was it? It was called uh, USA's Up All Night with Gilbert Gottfried. I kind of remember that. Wasn't Jenny McCarthy something to do with that? No, Rhonda Shear. Oh, okay. Jenny McCarthy. Yeah, she was another better. sort of sort of softcore porn star type. Gilbert uh, will be missed, man. So he he hosted that, and that was in the I think it started in '88 and went to like mid '90s or so. How many people do you think are out there that don't know the personality was a bit? Oh, it wasn't a bit. That was Gilbert all the time. You think? I've yeah, I've watched uh, <laughs> videos of him with uh, just day to day interactions with his wife and kids. But they were videoing it, so it was so it was a bit. Well. I mean, you can say that, but the reactions from the kids kind of seem to indicate that they're very used to it. <laughs> well, that I'm, I'm sure they were used to it. Oh, there's another show. I just forgot about this one. Yes, he was perfect. He was on Duckman. Do you remember Duckman? No, I do not. Duckman, Private Dick. You are listening to Unrelenting, where Gene Googles and talks about things. <sighs> I'm not Googling. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You are braving. I'm braving. Um, You're braving the internet. See, now there's... <laughs> That's a great. Uh, that's that's a even great, better. We should start a trend of that. Yes. What do you do? Oh, I, I, I'm braving. I'm braving the internet. Uh, yeah, he was on Duckman. He was Art DeSalvo on Duckman. Duckman is an awesome show. I think it predates The Simpsons, or maybe it was around the same time as The Simpsons. It was a four adults cartoon with very adult topics. It was on late at night. And the main character was a duck who was a private dick. Interesting. And his cohort in in crime was a, a pig. Of course. And if one the, is one uh, to be. Do you remember the voice of the guy in um, Dragnet? Jack Webb? Yeah. Yes. That's what That's what the pig sounded like. Nice. Yeah. Dragnet, another great show, although uh very formulaic. Oh, that that was a propaganda show, man. Well, that whole show was nothing but propaganda. We're going into the case files of the so Los the Angeles. Duck, get this, the duck was voiced by Jason Alexander. Oh, of Seinfeld fame. Yes, of Seinfeld fame. And it it that show had all kinds of fun characters. Ben Stein was on it, Tim Curry was on it. Dweezil Zappa was on it. Uh, I mean, it was uh, Gilbert Gottfried, of course, is the guy I was mentioning. Um, it was a wildly written cartoon that was drawn in a very interesting style as well. It was sort of, sort of like a uh, a mix of um, Boris and Natasha and. Uh, and the Pink Panther, kind of very 70s looking. Now, could the show be made today? Oh, no, no. It'd be, it's probably, you probably couldn't even watch it if you tried right now. It's probably <laughs> all the episodes are banned. Yeah. Because it's dangerous. It's hate speech. It's, uh, it is politically incorrect. It would be, uh, yeah, the topics are not going to be particularly. I'm sure it's a show that some people like Jason Alexander probably wish they hadn't made. See, I don't know. It depends um, on your viewpoint, I so guess, Duck and Man, just how liberal Duck you Man are. Duckman has a, an idiot son. 
okay. you know, he's retarded, but you can't say that. Well, I mean, you can, but we're probably just got booted uh, off of YouTube. Thanks, Gene. Yeah, well, we're not going to be getting any ad money for this episode. That's for sure. <laughs> we're not going to get any ad money for anything. Uh huh. Exactly. I mean, we've already uh, touched. A few I would third recommend rails. anybody that wants to watch something completely different that you go check out Duckman. I'm sure that's available on something. See, I think lately, they only did a few seasons, but well, um, obviously because it was so so racist and horrible. So good. It was so good that they only had a few seasons to do. I just started watching. Well, I'm a few seasons in, but it won an Emmy. The uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine is what I've started binging on. Oh, really? That I'd, seemed like a stupid show to me. It always did to me, too, which is why I never watched it. And yeah. then I was like, I was bored and I saw it was yeah. there on Hulu. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this isn't bad. And there were actually a, a few jokes that led me to believe that some of the writers were conservative, which there was mm-hmm. a couple Joy Behar jokes that was mm-hmm. like, oh, this is interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this, is not, this is unexpected for uh, any kind of current Hollywood. Hmm. But I think it holds up. I think it's a decent comedy. If you like Get Smart and that kind of stuff, and it's not that wacky, it is kind of a cross between a, uh, you know, it's definitely not a serious cop show, but it's not super slapstick. Mm -hmm. So it's somewhere in the middle. I think it found a a pretty good balance, at least what I've seen so far. What do you think about voice actors? Are they real actors or are they fake actors? What do you mean fake actor? I mean, now computers can do all of this. But I think. But you mean talk? Yes. Produce audio that people hear as speech. I don't know if I buy that. I mean, the computer talking always sounds a little Chinese to me. Well, that sounds racist. Why? How's that racist? Computers always sound Chinese to you. Yeah, you can always tell if you watch a YouTube video, which has a neutral American voice in it with grammatical errors, there's always a hint of like made in China. But to answer the question, I think voice actors are, in fact, actually acting. I think being able to produce dialogue Mm -hmm. to do your lines is acting. Otherwise, it's just reading. You know, that's the whole thing. There's a difference between uh, isn't acting simply just reading while grimacing. <laughs> I don't know. I think there's inflections. I mean, it's the difference between having a personality and being an NPR bot. I mean, you could do that kind of a read if you want to. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, when you heard Gilbert, I think I'm channeling a little bit of Jiminy Glick. Jiminy Glick. What is Jiminy Glick? What do you mean what's Jiminy? You know who Jiminy Glick is. No, I do not. What are you He's talking about? He's one of the about? most famous interviewists out there. He was oh, very popular. Oh, yeah. Martin Short, right? I, I Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I get it. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. Mm. And then I would. acting just. I need some Oreos to start shoving in my mouth while doing the. A trick. Jiminy Glick is to talk really low and really high. It brings something different. See, I mean, it's a character. It is a character. You know certain characters when you hear yeah. them. And yeah. that's acting. Well, is it, though? I think so. Is it just simply talking while grimacing? Amos said no way, dude. I mean, that's a totally different character. Yeah. Now, you, you clearly you have one of those toys that you just push the button on the stomach. No, G- 
sorry. <laughs> okay. Now that's pretty cool that you've got two toys there. One that can say that and the other one can answer that. You used to be able to do the Mickey Mouse voice too, which oh, was always man. fun. You know, you're so close to being able to do um uh what's his face? Uh uh you know, the, the Polish guy. Yeah, I don't know. Come on, Elmo says. Really, you don't know? Scares me. He, he touched me. He, he, he tickled. No, he, he, he wasn't tickling. Oh no! Somebody's gonna go to jail for that. <laughs> yes, probably. I mean, hopefully yeah. not me. I mean, that's evidence right there. That's uh, facia right there. You know, but being able to do like a Mickey Mouse voice, like, mm, hey, kids. And you do that on like a bus in Disney World mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when the kids aren't facing you, and yeah. you just be like, mm-hmm, "Hey, everybody!" And then they turn around, like, "What? what was I heard, I heard that." Uh, that's Is there acting. a mouse? Right, quick, could be. Get the get the cat. It's not hard to do the Elmo voice. For some reason, yeah. for me, that just kind of comes naturally, which probably should scare people. Well, I mean, you kind of have the hair of Elmo too. Yeah, it's so. true. It's, if it was red, it would be so cool. Uh huh. It'd be so yeah. much cooler. It would. Um, yeah. So uh, what else happening? I think we're kind of done with Gilbert Godfrey's topic. Yes. God bless Gilbert. He will be missed. It's Easter, though. So it's Easter weekend. Going to be seeing I, the I family. Would, I, I'm happy for Gilbert because I, I know that right now, this very minute, he is currently doing a roast of Jesus. <laughs> Jesus is laughing. Go on this son of a Everybody bitch. else is definitely laughing. That's for sure. Well, that was it. I liked the press release that his family put out, which said paraphrasing, but you know, this is a very sad time for us, but in honor of Gilbert, we hope you all keep laughing as loud as ever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's, there's nothing better for a comic than, than to yeah. get the laugh. And there's plenty of different ways to get those laughs. Some are kind of frowned upon now, but there was, Something to be said for the comics that would push the envelope. One of the uh, television guys talked about having Gilbert on their show. Mm. It was like a showrunner or something. And Gilbert was going to go out and was do a it bit. Jerry Springer, <laughs> maybe. Um, <laughs> and he was like, you know, this is TV, Gilbert. You know, we have to we have to rein in because Gilbert, Jerry you know, Seinfeld. Exactly. He did a great Seinfeld, Gilbert, the impression yeah. he would do of him. Did he really? I don't recall that. I saw that while going through some clips the other day, and I was like, wow, that was pretty impressive. Yeah. But we do seem to do like a dead comedian show about every five shows. Or so. <laughs> There's been a lot. We're running out of comedians. I mean, this is not a good time to be a comic. Yeah, I, I would agree. Yeah. That's my Minnesota coming out right there. Yeah. Yeah. Hater. A little bit of a German in there, too. Uh, yeah. The guy that was uh, more Swedish and Norwegian than German, but sure. You know, the guy that was on the show was like, Gilbert's like, well, okay. Uh, thinking about what Biddy's going to do. And he's like, can I say penis? And the guy's like, it's a medical term. Yeah, I guess that's fine. And Gilbert went out there for 30 seconds and said nothing but penis over mm-hmm. and over mm-hmm. again. I mean, see, that's what a good comic does. It's like, you tell me the rule and I'll work within it uh just on the very edge right yeah. i'm uh, gonna teeter on it i'm gonna look over it it's gonna look like i'm gonna fall over it but nope i am gonna stay right on that edge i've started re-watching seinfeld it's a decent show it's interesting because it also looks like a newer show 
because that yeah. was also recorded on film, which means when they were ready to go widescreen, you know, unlike yeah. the old four by three aspect that us old folks remember, mm-hmm. they had the tape to be able to do that. Yeah. And the, and the thing about Seinfeld, I think is interesting is that the, the worst actor on the show is Jerry. Right. Everybody else is a better actor, but he's actually just playing himself, which and is the Jerry's funny part. Just, playing himself exactly so, so is that, that acting no that's not well, even acting is i it? mean he is talking and grimacing at the same time but <laughs> he is uh, giving lines right that are probably but I, will say that I think jerry is much better at the 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 stand-up well no he's not very good at stand-up i don't think but he's much better at writing jokes than he is i think at acting or stand-up and why do you say I that? I just don't find his character compelling enough. But wasn't that the point? But he, in the show, he's this famous, like, successful, well, maybe not famous, but certainly a successful enough comedian to be able to live in a nice place in New York. And But was it really uh, that nice of a place? It was an expensive apartment. Are you kidding? But that's kind of a small little apartment. It certainly uh, wasn't a lavish apartment. You know, he's uh, he, he had no issues about spending money whatsoever. Well, that's true. Yeah. He bought now, his the irony is, of Cadillac. Course, of course, the irony is that show made him a, a billionaire. Yeah. But, um, yeah, he certainly wasn't that when they started. And it was really a show about nothing. So, well, and he is kind of like this podcast. Right. Which, you know, I was, so, I was considering hopefully that. Hopefully, we'll become billionaires one day. Yes. I mean, I was kind of considering that because I'm like, okay, we do, uh, we do jump from, different genres and different topics all over the place. But it really does kind of remind me of what Steve Dahl and Gary Meyer used to do here in Chicago, mm-hmm. which is a talk show, two guys who both think they're funny that, <laughs> you know, that's us. And that just talk about whatever. Yeah. And I like that format better than most because one you never know what you're going to get i mean i understand if you're looking for tech news and nothing but tech news you're going to go to a tech news podcast if you're looking for political stuff you're going to go there yeah but i like the open-endedness which is these guys might talk for two hours about something serious you know like what's going on in ukraine i hear there's something going on or you know you might get tips on how to make the best lemon smoothie you might hear about exactly. some television and, show and you have infected other people. Now my, uh, my co-host on my other podcast was asking me about that and like what the best way to, you know, blend the lemon is. Yeah. I found out now that the best way to not get any of that, uh, waxy mm-hmm. residue in the glass is to boil some water in a mm-hmm. bowl. Then the microwave works the easiest boil the water in a bowl. And just roll the lemon through there for about 20 seconds mm-hmm. and then just rinse it off. And then you don't have any of that. Nice. Which is, it's like, it doesn't hurt you. It is food grade. So it's yeah, not going to pernuba wax, but there is that weird, you know, coming through the straw. And then it, it, it the worst thing was seeing the glass mm-hmm. at the end where the sides were like coated in that stuff. And it's like, right. Yeah. That's a, then it didn't going through the dishwasher. That wouldn't even clean it. Cause well, it's wax and it's, you know, it's for not coming out of the glass. I don't know, man. I think I must have hotter water temperature coming out of my uh, 
uh, hot water heater because maybe I could just rinse it right underneath the the sink. If you rinse it, it'll come out as long as you don't let it dry first. It's the letting it dry first. Like if you just finish it and then throw it in the dishwasher. No, no, no. I'm not talking about the glass. I'm talking about the lemon. So I just I I quickly wash the lemon with hot water and then rub it with the uh, the what do you call that thing? A brush. <laughs> well, not a brush, but like the little pad thing. Yeah, it's a, like a Brillo pad, a scrubbing pad. pad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So as long as I do that, it gets all the wax off. So I don't yeah. put it into boiling water. I guess I could try the scrubbing pad, but this is easier. You just kind of spin it in the boiling water, although it takes some time then to boil the water and you can make doesn't the case. It, yeah, it takes time to do that. But doesn't it also warm up the lemon? Because I, I like the lemon to be right out of the fridge. We do get it right out of the fridge. But see, here's the way I like to make it. The way that I've come down upon Mm-hmm. is then mixing it with about as much ice as the size of the lemon or maybe even more so it makes it into more mm-hmm. of a frozen drink so that yeah, doesn't that's... hurt it at all to get the fact that the okay warms yeah, it up a makes little sense, bit because i i just use uh like a equal lemon size portion of distilled water is what i put in there i've still been I've, I've tested a little bit of filtered water or and or the almond milk and i still think the almond milk gives it a nice texture yeah i've still not tried that um doesn't sound super appealing to me but i get it it's it's a little something a little different so tell us on relenters have you tried consuming a full lemon from a blender yet yeah it's it it is totally not what you think it is i agree i agree it is totally not i thought it was going to be horrible Mm -hmm. especially watching the one video you sent me where the guy was just having it by the spoonful and like, oh, you yeah. kind of put it in and swallow real quick because, yeah, it's like a lemon bomb. And it's like, no, this is it's totally not. No, it's actually delicious. Yes. Well, that's it. I made it the first time I made it for my wife. It was the same thing. Like, this is actually good. Mm-hmm. Which what else can you say this about? There are very few things that we consume as far as a food, snack, beverage. What is there that? You can say you really enjoy consuming the taste of it, mm-hmm. but is something that is actually good for you, healthy as opposed to something that, well, will, you I, know, like I bacon, for instance, which is delicious. It doesn't seem like it's going to be delicious, but actually is. And it's pretty good for you. It's gazpacho soup. And what is in that? And you can have the lemon anytime, day or night. Sure. Yeah, you can have it anytime. You don't have to do it in the mornings or evenings. Um, Gazpacho soup is basically finely chopped vegetables. Well, that like would make blend, sense. Like you could put them in the blender. Because vegetables are healthy. Cold, cold vegetables that are finely chopped. That is the beauty of the blender mm-hmm. that will pretty much liquefy anything. And it, it's, um, it contains uh, quite a bit of cucumber, which adds a lot of water to it, as well as tomato which also has a lot of water to it. So you don't have to put any water in. You just put the veggies in. Uh, but I haven't had gazpacho soup in quite a while, but I remember I used to actually enjoy it. But the first time I saw it was in a Spanish film. And I thought, what is this that they are drinking? Because you kind of, you know, drink eat it. It's, it's kind of pulpy, but it's also a little liquidy. Right. It's not a solid, so you may as well just sip on it. Yeah, I, I certainly sip on that. Um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it can be super finely blended or it could be more like a uh, like a 
salsa chip dip like regurgitated like, vegetables i mean it is similar i guess ingredient wise to like a salsa but it's meant to be a a cold soup it is more refined yeah you put tomatoes green peppers cucumbers uh onions clove garlic a little bit of lemon juice uh and uh maybe a little bit of basil and parsley See, I need to try making some fresh soup in the the Vitamix, the blender. Yeah. yeah. Because according to that, although I would go deaf, but uh-huh. according to the thing, it's like, well, you know, if you just let it spin for like five or ten minutes, yeah, it it'll will heat it. Soup. Yeah, it will. <laughs> the the problem is that you're also burning out the motor because well, yeah. the motor, as it's getting hotter, uh, is limiting its lifespan. Right. So yeah. I'm like, really, you, I understand you could do that, but I didn't yeah. really it get if it had a heating element that was separate from the friction, then then the one, you could genuinely make soups in it. But uh, best but to just liquefy everything and then put it on the stove. Yeah, I used to enjoy uh, making uh, a like a split pea soup. Oh, I love split pea in the soup. Blender. I've never tried making what, one. What you do is, you know, you make split pea soup the same way you make rice. You put the dry you call the Chinese some place water and into deliver a rice cooker. Oh, that and, makes more sense. Yeah, basically anything that just heats the water up to just below the boiling point. And so you got, you know, hot water that is not quite steaming and then um, softens up all the ingredients. So what you end up with without the blender and split pea soup is really you know soft peas and some carrots and some meat usually but once you chuck all of that into the blender give it about 10-15 seconds not very long you end up with what you would expect from a more of a like if you buy pre-made split pea soup which is just a green goo with some red chunks in it right see the better ones actually have some texture though yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but that's the thing you you can vary the texture by varying the amount of blending you do on it that makes sense i mean there are some restaurants of it split pea soup and it's like this is you you, you can't get this in a can mm-hmm. for sure which again those and, chefs making some more good money ham hocks in there yeah those are the chefs making more money mm-hmm. we got a bunch of steaks the other day i mean the strip steaks were on sale for like 7.99 a pound okay, man that's New York. not real meat i'm just gonna call that out i don't know what you're buying aren't you but doing your shopping today meat? gene i mean aren't you, you your groceries oh, yeah, yeah i forgot i haven't done my shopping well, oh so they have the groceries haven't been delivered yet today well no i haven't ordered groceries i mean i still actually technically have like three different pieces of meat from last week's order yeah, I still have some meat left over as well. And I actually even threw some meat away today, which I need to reorder. Well, that's horrible. Eh, it's liver. But well, see, okay, that's maybe okay. I do like a good I liver mean, sausage. Liver is, I don't I, I, liver on its own, I'm not a big fan of liver sausage though. Oh, dude, that's yeah. good. I like liver. I can't eat too much of it because it, it induces gout. Which is not good. Gout is a very painful thing. You don't want gout. And I, I luckily, knock on wood, haven't had a flare-up of gout in many years. But I have had gout in the past. And it was determined by my doctor that, well, what are you eating? I said, I don't know, like maybe uh, <laughs> then you gave him the salami list and he was horrified. <laughs> and some uh, liver pate. And so he's basically, okay, so you're getting like 100 times nitrates that a human is supposed to get. 
uh, like, but I'm, but I'm drinking a whole lemon, Doc. Doesn't that exactly? Well, doesn't that it's not good for it? Uh, just take the lemon drink should just get rid of all that shit, right? Um, and so that was actually when I found that out. Uh, that was when I started drinking exclusively distilled water. You want just pure H two O going in, correct? And the reason for that is because. Any any other type of H2O, um, anything that is mineral water or anything that is soda or anything that is, you know, has other contents in it, isn't going to absorb uh, minerals and salts. And distilled water, being pure water, has the ability to absorb the most salts out there. So I'm sure people have heard in the past that that you can't just drink water if you're exercising you have to drink something like Gatorade because you're constantly dumping electrolytes well electrolytes are salts and minerals and so when you have gout you have too much of a particular uh type of salt really in your body and it's uh, it's a compound with uric acid so uh it starts to because the contents are so high in the blood it starts to crystallize out of your blood and form solids and it does that at the point that you have the slowest blood flow at in your body fingers and toes which is your toes more yeah yeah, yeah, it's not so much fingers but definitely your toes it's the furthest away from your heart basically and so the the speed of the blood there is super slow and so that's generally where the crystals start forming. And these are, you know, little micro tiny crystals that are small enough that they will seep out of the blood vessels, not by making holes, but because they're so tiny. And then uh, start just spreading around that general tissue area and including getting to areas where your nerves are running through from your fingers and well, from your toes. And so it is the, the movement of your feet causing the crystals that are super tiny little crystals that were formed in your blood, but have seeped out of your blood, actually touching and scraping on the nerves, nerve cells in your body, uh, in your toes. Yeah, and so I've that's never what's causing it. the horrible pain. But yeah, I've known people with it and that not fun. Oh, you can't walk, dude. You can't walk because your body's response to that kind of pain is it thinks it's being attacked by like a bacteria or virus or like a bunch so of Russians. It, it, yeah, a bunch of Russians. So it instantly inflames that whole area, right? That's the inflammation. When you hear that word, that is just the body's response to a, uh, an attack by a foreign substance, like a virus or a, uh, uh, could be a poison, could be a bacteria, anything that is a foreign object that is disturbing the bioprocesses will trigger an inflammation response. An inflammation, the, not good. Well, the inflammation is actually good. The feeling of inflammation is actually not pleasant. But the inflammation is helping the body. It, it is basically the heat generated from the hyperactivity of the white blood cell production uh, along with other uh, immune responses that the body has for that localized area. Uh, 
not uh, medical advice. And so consequently, the people don't like the feeling of inflammation. That's why you try to, oh, you got to take that inflammation down. That's what cortisol does. And well, yeah, all this other, stuff, anti-inflammatory. Yeah, a lot of that. I mean, aspirin, for, for one. Corsin one of the oldest. the uh, pretty much everything. That is supposedly yeah. the good supplements are anti-inflammatories. Right, right. But the thing is, what you want to reduce inflammation on are things like gout, which are not caused by a virus or an infection or anything like that. So the body can't really fix it. There's nothing, there's no mechanism in the body to fight off microcrystals that were actually formed in the body from rubbing up against your nerve cells and your feet. But what you can do is dilute your blood. And I know it's, it's, I'm making it overly simplified, but essentially by drinking distilled water, you're adding more water. And remember, your body is 70% water. You're adding more water to your, um, to your water supply in your body that has nothing inside of it. And as we know, osmosis is the process of, uh, of substances inside of a liquid like water migrating from an area of high concentration to an area of low concentration. So effectively by adding more pure water, you're providing uh, a place for those crystals to once again dissolve and then get, you know, flushed out when you urinate or when you sweat. This so episode it, of Unrelenting <laughs> brought to you by Sir Jean's Triple Distilled Water. That's right. Get it wherever fine waters are sold. That's a great idea, actually. I never thought about doing marketing for water. That's a hell of a thing. Well, that's how Coca-Cola made a ton of money. They, they were like, wait, we don't even have to put more money sugar in that it. than they do with Coke. Yeah, I know. And <laughs> less like, cost. We just take tap water, put it in a bunch of bottles yep. and go, wait, shit, people are going to what? They're going to buy that? Really? They're going to pay just as much for this tap water as a can of Coke? Yeah. Even though we have to put in uh, sugar and flavorings and the CO2. Yep. Or no, it's not. Uh, no, it is yeah, CO2. Carbon dioxide, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what's killing the planet, man. It's, it's all, all, the, all the bottles of uh, carbonated water. Yeah. And these new little bottles. The uh, I've noticed that. And they're the same price as the bigger bottles. Uh-huh. Because mm-hmm. it was new, my wife bought a case of the Coca-Cola Starlight, which just... I did I did this exact same thing as your wife. See? Because it's like, oh, this is new. But then they're like, why? The cans they're tiny. are little. They're tiny cans for the same price, and it tastes... About it tastes like, like ginger snaps. Yeah. You're, you're right. It tastes like Coca-Cola with, like, a ginger added to it. Like a ginger yeah, ale thing. Yeah, but not just ginger cola or ginger ale. It tastes like ginger snaps. Like the... Like it has all spice in it, not ginger. Yes, yes. I mean, it wasn't bad, and it's probably the right amount of sugary drink that you should be drinking rather than, you know, like 64 ounces, but yeah, we're being nudged in that direction. Although, again, it's inflation, so those little cans are like, well... I don't think we're going to see the big cans much longer. I first saw the little cans in Japan in the mid-90s. And the reason for that was what? Because this they was think the it's proper... insane to drink 12 ounces of a soda at the same time. So when you go to the 7-Eleven and they've got like the 64 ounce cup. Yeah. Or like 30. Costco, they thought sells well, those Well, if too. you go to Latin America, 
like, like anywhere in Mexico and South. Oh, you get the Coke in the bottles, you get, man. You get the three liter Coke bottles, not the two liter Coke bottles. Really? I have not seen a three liter bottle. I don't yeah, think. Yeah, a three liter Coke bottle. It's like, oh my God. But, but I, then I have to remember, yes, these are Catholics. They have big families. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with Catholics. We're all getting together free Well, I mean, I could give you a list, but anyway, let's move on. But uh, we will thank. We are a value for value podcast. We are a failing value for value podcast. I don't think there's such a thing as a failing. I think the value we bring is so low that we're getting appropriate level donations. That makes sense. Brian Hall, a holdover from the last show, still coming in at two ninety three a month. And we really appreciate it today because that's it. Nice. That is it. awesome. I mean, I won't even mention the amount I brought in on the rock and roll pre-show this week. Oh, how much did you bring in? Well, because it was my birthday week, we did kind of. Uh, uh, yes. Did kind I wish of you skew. a happy birthday. But uh, yeah, a couple, a couple hundred bucks at least. I haven't really added wow, it up. Wow. Look like, at that. It's like way more than $2.93. Yeah. Well, this is the show you do for your creative outlet. It that is. is the, show, the other show you do just purely for the money. Right. Well, the the rock and roll pre-show was supposed mm-hmm. to be the one for them, which is still the most fun mm-hmm. because I get sure, to listen you to music keep saying that just to make yourself feel good. No, it's because it's like you get to play music and insult people. And that's the whole bit. I don't you do, know. You uh, do. That, here's the problem with you making money on that show. Not legal advice is that you're playing illegal music to an audience that is paying you for that. So you we, have we a don't transaction exist. in place now. No, we don't exist. That is a just a uh, we're, we're uh-huh. it's, it's, it's yeah. look over there. So hopefully you never get so big and make so much money. The IRS goes, hey, wait a minute here. You owe us like 10 years back taxes on this. We'll see that. And not hold the- on. We're going to send this info to the RIAA as well, because it seems like all the music you're making money off of is illegal and copyrighted by people that you don't have permission from. We do pay taxes. I'm not stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the money that comes in i do have to pay tax on that it's a well, donation a for a service we provide but yes it's uh, Is it really a donation though um as opposed to what would you call it like this we just got from brian tip Hall. Jar. it's a tip isn't that it's a tip now the question is what is when it comes down to a lot of this stuff mm-hmm. what is income what is well the government's gonna say everything's income but what is a tip hmm. as opposed to what is payment for services um, same thing what There's is no the difference between that and a gift now yeah i mean technically i think we are supposed to pay taxes on gifts nobody does no nobody but does you're supposed to but like what if somebody gives you a car you're, you're supposed to pay tax on that correct at the fair market and if, value if somebody like the lottery gives you a million dollars you pay tax on that you do but that's not so why would gift. you pay a tax on a gift that's 25 dollars? so what you're saying you is you know if your grandma gives you 25 dollars for your birthday you should really pay like a third of that to the government it was like well seinfeld got five dollars from his nana for mm-hmm. <laughs> he was never cashing the check remember that was a great episode i don't know that i've gotten to that one yet but that is you know part of it. it's like well okay you gotta pay taxes on that but it's like gifts i think up to a certain amount mm-hmm. aren't taxable because it's not considered income. So it's a very, you know, intriguing thing based upon not providing legal advice. Right. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Do not take any legal advice from this podcast or the only one you may want to take it from is Rakita. 
because he's an excellent I would not lawyer. take legal advice from Lloyd Kayla. He's been sued a lot lately. Well, see, then he knows all about the legal system. Yeah, he hired a lawyer. But if you do want to support this show, this little yeah. podcast that could, the unrelenting show. You yeah, don't go. bother. There's no point. I mean, honestly, it just creates <laughs> extra problems and headaches and trying to calculate this shit. And then we spend like 10 minutes talking about it. No, let's just make it clean and simple. Do not donate to this podcast. If you like what you hear on here, just donate directly to Darren or directly to Sir Gene. Don't do it to this podcast. There you go. There's your PSA. Now we've just saved 10 minutes of the show. It's a whole new system. And a bunch of, well, honestly, what's the difference? Who cares? Let them donate either directly to you or directly to me. Then we don't have to waste time on donations. <laughs> but that, that's true. I mean, they can split it up any way they want. I mean, so those they're that are going to split it, they're going to pick one or the other. Right. And let's be honest. They're picking me because you are the evil red menace. <laughs> I, exactly. I'm the evil red menace. Yes. yes. And I'm and a you're poor all podcaster. Nazis, so I guess it's all fair. Right. I'm a poor podcaster with bad vision. And I mean, mm-hmm. you're a guy that's making like $500 million a year as like a COO of a company. Yeah. And. <laughs> and like i thought you were going to say that number was high but i might have got i may have guessed low <laughs> this explains how you have the lifestyle you do i can't believe that fucking musk beat me to buying twitter i know bastard. you were trying to get there a bastard imagine how many people would have been pissed about that what me buying twitter right uh yeah how many people would you have banned day one <laughs> uh everybody who's currently not banned right Right. And we start with that. And, and then anybody, we, uh, anybody that we is banned, all the banned people comes yeah. back. Right. You just flip the switch. Everybody yeah. that's not banned. You're now banned. Yeah. Everybody that was banned. You're now on. Well, Go. I would sure as hell at the bare, bare minimum ban all the chip blue check marks. Every, if you have a blue check mark, you you need to get banned. It is a cesspool filled with bots. And Elon was not wrong when he posted the other day, the top 10. Twitter accounts. He was one of them, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. The top 10 followed Twitter accounts. Barack Obama, number one, which is still interesting to me. Banned. He should be banned. Should be. Um, yeah. But his point was that most of the people on that list, Taylor Swift was on that list, mm-hmm. not really using Twitter much anymore because Twitter's time for that kind of stuff, I think, has come and gone. I think Twitter has now become so politically polarizing that a lot of people don't even want to get into conversations. I mean, sure. If Taylor Swift is going to drop a new album, her Twitter account will say, here's a new album. Go buy it here. Has, has she ever actually posted on Twitter or has it always been an intern? No, for a long time, she was the one on and answering fans and interacting because again, she started. Oh, if she was answering fans, you know, it's an intern. No, at the start. No, because she was actually just a teenager uh, with a very small fan base, which a lot. This happens. Oh, you mean before she got a record deal? Correct. Before the yeah. record deal made her hugely yeah, famous. Before the there company was, that made her that she's now screwing over. Yes. Th- well, there's no really screwing over. She left that company. They sold the master. She didn't buy mm-hmm. them. She's crying and bitching because she didn't want to put the money into buying them. Yeah. And now she's re-recorded a bunch of the stuff, which yeah. is genius when it comes down to it on a couple of different levels. But when she started, when she was a country artist solely, she was not that popular. Her first couple of releases, it wasn't like she came out of the gate with the first album and it was a Do you remember John and Adam making fun of her? A little bit, yeah. This was like it's early, early days. 
when she just was breaking onto the scene and they had pointed out the fact that her rich parents basically bought her a record deal. Well, yeah. Well, that's what you do in this country. And if you listen to her, you can see she can't really actually sing. Well, no, and she sucks at singing. I mean, she did. The, She's gotten a the, lot better. The concept, uh, like there was a clip that they played. I can't believe I remember this from like 10 years ago. Oh, I, but I believe it, Gene. You know. There's a clip that they played of her listening to a practice session that they just recorded and then saying, I just think there's just too many notes here. And it, it which is like a line right out of Mozart, the movie, uh, <laughs> Amadeus, where the, uh, you know, the idiot uh, uh, Habsburg prince, whatever he was. Pair it down. He, he's listening to, uh, you know, Mozart playing in the, the new composition and say, yeah, it's just, it's nice, but there's just, I feel like there's too many notes. You want to simplify, baby. So look at yeah. Neil Young. So All you I need thought is, that was pretty funny. You need three. I never chords. particularly was attracted to her in the way that you are. She's a girl with a flat butt, and he, she's too tall. <laughs> too, no, um, she's not too tall, Gene. That's yeah. the point. Yeah, she's the proper height, five eleven. The proper height is you start measuring from the knees up. So <laughs> it, I, if she's five eleven from the knees up, man, I don't know what the hell kind of height she is. She is a fantastic pop songwriter, and it's not for everybody that type of music. Oh, and I'll give you that. I think the stuff that she's written that other people have done is pretty good. Yes, she is not a great singer, although Mm -hmm. I will make the case that she has gotten a lot better. And this is, again, a big change that has come around over the past decade or so. Mm -hmm. It used to be if you were a, you know, air quotes, new artist, you were like 30 years old. You had Mm -hmm. cut your teeth. You had practice. You've been playing in bands. It was a rarity for somebody to be like 17 years old. It's like, oh, there's a record deal. You go out and do it. Mm. And I mean, I think that's changed a lot of things. And some people can really sing and play guitar at that age. Taylor Swift well, really couldn't sing. Bieber. Yeah. Uh, before that, Britney. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and some of them were more talented at other things than others. Mm-hmm. But uh you know, I was kind of disappointed. Record Store Day coming up. Taylor Swift is the ambassador to Record Store Day this year. What is what's Record Store Day? You don't know what Record Store Day is, Gene? Oh, man. I do not. You are such a Luddite. That is a, a thing that's been going on now for maybe 15 years, it's if I'm not you mistaken. Put your record collection into a storage unit. Is that what it is? Right. What's well, one day now? Uh, they had split it up because of COVID. In all mm. of the little shops, but it was mm. in order to help the mom and pop record stores. So, I mean, I think there was a good reason for this coming about. Mm-hmm. They would have releases that come out on this day, record store day. It was a special day, and you could only buy the stuff at the mom and pop store. So, if you wanted the Taylor mm-hmm. Swift record store day release, you couldn't buy it at Amazon. You had mm-hmm. to go to a record store or, you know, pay somebody on ebay who went to stand in line at the record store when they opened Mm -hmm. up but that's been going on now for like 15 years and she for this record store day this year which is mainly next weekend i believe Mm -hmm. they had to split it up though because the supply chain a bunch of the stuff wasn't going to be ready until june so it is kind of a a split up thing so Mm -hmm. there's kind of two days but the only thing she's coming out with is one seven inch single and it's like that's not come on if you're the ambassador I bought, it wasn't even really that 
I, the, they were probably like 30 bucks that I paid 50 bucks for on eBay when they came out a couple of years ago where okay. she had a, a few of her releases. Those are now selling for between five and a hundred and a thousand bucks per release. Mm. So, I mean, that was a way better return on my investment than Bitcoin, mm-hmm. at least so far. But uh, I should have always bought more, man. I should have always bought more. Well, that's what you always say after you buy something that went up in price. Right. You never say that stuff you bought that I should have bought cratered. Less. I mean, those I bought like a thousand copies of yeah, Sir Gene's yeah, yeah. book on podcasting, thinking they were really? going to go way up in value. Didn't Amazon pay you for those? Uh, yeah, I, I suppose. I was I giving know. those it's like out a penny a piece. So, <laughs> well, you're you're making a joke, but I actually am an author of a podcast. I know book. you are. Yeah. Like, that's that's not. I'm, I'm trying to see. This was called <laughs> cross promotion. I was trying yeah. to encourage people to go to Amazon. Uh, sure, you were exactly. to look it up exactly. and yes. maybe pick up a copy, but no. I mean, this is you are a professional podcaster. You were there at the inception. I was there well, pretty early on. I will say that. Close. Yeah. Close yeah. to the inception. I mean, I was listening to Adam's podcast before I started making my own, but. Well, I would hope so because he was like yeah. the first guy. Yeah, exactly. And uh, of course, comic strip blogger. I like his, uh, his viewpoint on podcasts, which is if it's only one person on the show, it is not a podcast. You have to have at least two people for well, it to be a podcast. So he's basically arguing that Adam only started doing a podcast 11 years ago. Yes. With the instead of 18 years ago or Correct. 22 years ago or whatever it was. Yes. Because one person yeah. podcasts are crap. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I prefer the conversational style like we are I mean, having right here. Of course you do, because you get paid the most for those and not a solo podcast, right? No, the solo ones actually pay better than this one. Oh, do they? Oh, well, it's not a podcast. I'm sorry. <laughs> right. It's not a podcast. Mm-hmm. See, that's why it's just a pure gift. It's not even a donation, because what are yeah, you donating right. to? Yeah, Nothing is there. No, must not be. There's certainly no illegal music there. No, it's all lie. Artists love when we mm-hmm. get their music promoted. Yeah. We're just there to fluff that's people right. up. That's right. Yeah. We're fluffing them up getting them ready that's right for the best damn podcast in the universe every thursday and sunday it's a whole lot of fun oh, i love it you're pro- you're promoting somebody else's show that's the great. crowds have been getting bigger and bigger i mean right well we're this is this is the podcast family i mean mm-hmm. to be fair i mean adam curry could talk about unrelenting a little more I he mean, sure could he could clip gene and see how he's he's always you know, talking could, about maybe you. somebody maybe the other host could make a donation for a change and get him to talk about it that would be nice. Somebody said last me- time I kind of felt a little <laughs> jip because uh, when I made the last donation and mentioned this show, John read it instead of Adam. And, you know, the speed with which John reads donations. There's another one from Sir Gene. Yeah, looks like uh, yeah, he doesn't even want jingles. All right. Thanks. Unrelenting show. Go. OK, go. Next. Yeah. And then Adam was like, oh, I think he mentioned that. Already. Oh, yeah. Yeah. OK, good. What you got to do. excuse me is what uh, hog story and others have done Mm. is you send in a donation and you're like hey i need the whole like um curry and dvorak advertising spot for my show i need like a little ad can you guys i love that idea i totally think you ought to do it and be like hey welcome to the unrelenting show somebody did send in a 333 donation to the rock and roll pre-show and the Mm. name came up as john c dvorak i know it Mm. wasn't him but that mm-hmm. just shows always question what you're getting. PayPal said it was John C. Dvorak. Hmm. I don't believe it was. Then again, I don't you think can, he goes by John C. Dvorak on PayPal. No. I mean, he goes by something totally different. Yeah. No agenda incorporated. That would make more sense. That would make more sense. So you're, G, 
Dina said, do not, whatever you do, do not make a donation to this show. No, please do not. No, donate individually. That's the best way to do it. Always has been. Well, I, I would agree because then I, I don't have to do tax forms. I just had to send yeah. some tax forms over to my, my previous co-host. So I'm sure he'll enjoy getting that. Oh, you did send some tax forms. Nice. I got to, man, because that's the problem. Because uh-huh. the money comes in here and then it's got to yeah. go out. And it's like, mm. well, I don't want to pay the taxes on those. No. That's even like the stuff I was just selling some stuff on eBay for my dad. Yeah. And it's but like, I thought you were spending all the money. So you wouldn't be paying taxes anyway. I would love to be, well, <laughs> not, not sending the money. Spending, I mean, I spend the money, but I yeah. mean, that's if I want food and shelter. Well, I don't know that food is necessarily or shelter would be deductible, but certainly microphones and whatnot, which you seem to have a, abundance of are yeah, i haven't bought enough that's direct expense related to the show i went and looked because even though the uh re20 mm-hmm. i purchased it was a christmas present from my mom which it was mm-hmm. getting you know through all the covid stuff like i just right. get whatever you want so i bought it so it's like i could have but like that was the year before i'm like oh crap that was december of mm. uh, of 2019 or 20 mm. when it was a year before so I really had didn't buy anything for the last year. I need more gear. I would have bought a Motu, but then they fucked up their new system to not be the pro routing. Mm-hmm. So I haven't bought any new gear in over a year. That's sad. I need that gear. That's sad. And you, you tell me you bought that Motu that, oh no, yours is a few years old. Yeah, this is still the MK4, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is so, a workhorse. I like it. We need the MK5 to come back, or 6, rather, to come out with the features added back in. Yes, or they need to update the AVB, whatever model you have. and uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then Which we would this, all be happy. I mean, this used to be the smallest member of the AVB line uh, and the cheapest. Of the pro line, right. stopped making it. Yeah. I don't know, man. What's going on, Motu? Although a lot yeah, of Motu, these companies I've been, just... I've been buying your products since literally the 80s. They can't get the product. I don't know. Maybe they can't get the chips. Maybe these things are going to be pushed back for six months or a year. Ugh. You know what? It's all Putin's fault, Gene. All Putin's fault. Yes, the, the Putin slowdown from China. Exactly. But hey. That's got to be it. Hey, I do want to say one thing, though, relating to that uh, somewhat tangentially. Did you see that the uh, the... The battleship, what's well, not even battleship, really? It's a Russian Moskwa. ship that was yeah, sunk, sank. Allegedly. That is so, it wasn't sunk, it sank. Uh, it's very sad. It's very sad because that is a ship that I play in World of Warships with. <laughs> so, wait, does, does it disappear now from the game? No, no, it better not. I fucking bought it. <laughs> like but, the ship uh, is sunk, your digital. It is, it is disappointing because, gone. like, I'm in, intimately familiar with that ship's shape because i literally is the ship that i you know drive around quite often not all the time but quite often in, in that game do you dress up in like a little captain's hat do you have like a big ship i do wheel? not but you'd be surprised how many twitch <laughs> people that play that game do really oh tons tons i think they make people pay to do that though like if you donate you know if i hit uh fifty dollars in the next hour then i'll put on the hat Right. So Gene's like, hey, if we get a $10,000 in donation for the next show, we will do I the know, show. I'm kind of lazy like that. If I get $10,000, I might do something. But for now, <laughs> I'll just do bar. whatever I want. Not a bad way to go. I, I am a horrible Twitch streamer. I, uh, I do it with no regular schedule. I play way too many games 
and a variety of games. I don't stick to one game, which is what most people try and do to keep an audience. Uh, I think I've had a grand total of about 20 people watching me at the same time. Oh, it's the most ever. So it's the same crowd we get here. It's normally about five people <laughs> or oh, less. Okay. Yeah. So like, I'm the so draw it's totally the same crowd. Yeah. So tell me uh, a troll room. Who are you here to listen to Gene or me? Mm. vote now on no agenda social well, or it's the obviously troll me because they can listen to you five days a week they can listen to me anytime day or night exactly by going to randomthoughts.com by going to and this is, this is the show. only time that i'm on the stream you got two pre-recorded. shows you got two shows well, you should be doing the shows live uh um, at, at like 8 p.m on, on sunday well no just get it with this dude named ben named ben yeah that's what i'm saying we record that in the evenings because we used to record it in the mornings, but then we had to switch because his wife complained. <laughs> well, okay. Now Should I have you, said that publicly? Maybe not. Now that, well, no, but now that you mentioned that, instead of uh, hitting the eject button, I did have an article pulled up from, uh, uh, from TMZ about the, uh, the quarterback Cam Newton. And I don't know much about football, but I've heard of Cam Newton. Mm-hmm. And he was on a podcast where he says he believes that women should cater to men's needs say the um ideal partner should know how to cook and when to be quiet so i wanted just your yeah. uh, your input on that well that would be an ideal partner wouldn't it he said his experiences at home helped him understand the differences between a woman and a bad bitch <laughs> he got some um, he got some backlash i mean i think there's quite a <laughs> bit of difference between the two he said but it also depends on how you spell the word woman. Well, we can't even define. I'm not a biologist, so I don't want to. I don't even want to guess the quote. Yeah. Uh, a woman for me is handling your own, but knowing how to cater to a man's needs. I think a lot of times when you get that aesthetic of like, I'm a boss, bitch. I'm a this. I'm a that. No, baby. But you can't cook. You don't know when to well, be quiet. <laughs> and you don't know how to allow a man to lead. I mean, are you reading or are you just saying this from experience? I'm reading. The, that's a, oh, that's okay. an exact quote from uh, Cam Newton. trying to understand there. Yeah. Yeah. I just, no, I, I would agree with that for the most part. I don't think cooking is probably overrated, but that's. Yeah, I don't let, I I don't let my cooking. wife cook. Yeah. Like, I like cooking. So I, do too. I really, you know, don't mind somebody not cooking as much as I do. Yeah, my wife can't cook at all. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Most women these days can't cook. Um, my ex-wife had like four things she could make that were very tasty and everything else was just kind of, mm. so if we were, ha- were having a party or something, I would generally be the one cooking. I should make something, but you're like, why don't you go make these, the spinach dip, you know, where you just mix two ingredients yeah. together. Yeah. Well, it, you know, I do cook. And, and in fact, my, my wedding gift to, uh, Adam and Tina was me cooking them a uh, five course meal wow what was on that yeah. menu if that's not too uh, invasive i to believe that's out. in a no agenda show and i'm too lazy to remember so you can look it you up made by going it. Back you don't to, remember what you made i made a lot of stuff no no because it's more fun listening to tina describe it it was five courses i mean it's not like that's yeah. that many things to remember no did you have to no. bring in an assistant how many pots and pans did you use did you leave a kitchen in disarray at the end of the night I, I did not bring an assistant. I did bring my own uh, knife kit as well as uh, some uh, cookware. Well, of course, you should carry your knives with you wherever yeah. you go. Also brought an ice cream maker with me. Well, okay. So we know ice cream was the dessert course, at least part of it. 
Mm-hmm. Homemade ice cream. What kind? Yeah. I'm trying to remember what I did. Or was I it just Hagen dazs that you put into the little thing? <laughs> and it was like, no, here you no, go. No, 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 no. It was, it was some weird flavor. I can't remember what it was. But again, Tina talked about it. So you, if you really care, you can listen to that episode. So now you're um, promoting another show, Curry and the Keeper, available <laughs> the Keeper, exactly. where fine podcasts are A show that I donate to myself. Yes, indeed. Well, as you should. Everybody yeah. should keep the shows they like going. That's I how this so. whole thing works. Yeah. But I always, I only donate to Tina, though. I don't donate. Never, never to Adam. You're like, I, yeah, so this no, is why I've you got, like I've the got split. her personal PayPal I send money to, not, not his. This is not for adam that there's a special note attached to <laughs> yeah, it exactly do not share this with adam i mean that's i've had relatives that were like that when uh uh-huh. you know when giving gifts like this do yes. not this, don't buy my mom's like that with my wife like don't mm-hmm. don't just put this in the bank don't buy something for the house buy something mm-hmm. for you like come on exactly what, you know just just you heard a little uh 50 year old baby you know right yeah. that's that's the way it works that is mm-hmm. the way it works but we will be back for another edition of the unrelenting podcast because and we are unrelenting if we're still on youtube i am surprised we're still live it says for two hours and 16 minutes now so yeah and that's i guess the other thing to mention for anybody that's listening to this podcast on their audio device is go check out and let us know if you are able to get on youtube and then uh watch a a video version of this which there was no cameras on, so just to with be no fair. cameras on. It's the best kind of video version where you're not subject to staring at us, right? Because I I look too many different ways during the show, and I'm trying to read stuff and doing a straight on interview. The camera kind of works, but when you're doing a show, which is I understand why uh, Adam wouldn't want that on for no mm-hmm. agenda because he's spinning plates. It's like yeah. I don't need people watching me as I hit a bunch of buttons and make the sausage behind the scenes. Mm. but check it out i mean hopefully the audio is good hopefully that'll bring us to an audience of people that weren't listening to the show before you know not that we won't be banned but being banned is fun we can be like hey one episode we got banned well it's actually technically our fourth one but yeah tomato tomato (laughs) just trying to be accurate 